Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. Silas did in the scripture. They were in prison. They'd just been beaten with rods, hadn't done anything wrong. But at midnight, they were singing praises to God. They were saying, we're not distraught, we're not upset, all is well. About that time, there was a great earthquake. The prison doors flung open. Chains fell off their feet. They walked out as free men. Job went through a season of great trouble. Lost his health, his business. Everything went wrong, but Job didn't get bitter. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He was saying, if it goes my way or doesn't go my way, all is well. Here's the key. If you have to have everything happen your way in order to be happy, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. A mature attitude is, all is well if my prayers get answered, and all is well if they don't get answered. All is well if people are good to me. And all is well if they're not good to me. You're not moved by the circumstances. That takes away the enemy's power. When you don't have to have your way, he can't control you. You're saying, God, my life is in your hands. You know what's best for me. Daniel did this. He was about to be thrown into a den of hungry lions. His attitude was, if I get eaten by these lions, I'll go to be with the Lord today. All is well. If not, I'll stay here and finish my course. All is well. The next morning, the guards came to check on him. I can imagine Daniel lying there in the den of lions, asleep, at peace, at rest. He knew the enemy doesn't determine our destiny. God determines our destiny. And when you have this all is well attitude, you're not moved by the weeds. You're not upset because of a disappointment. You don't lose sleep because somebody did you wrong. You don't live sour because your prayers didn't get answered your way. You know God is still on the throne, and he will get you to where you're supposed to be. I read a story about a man by the name of Horatio Spafford. He was a wealthy businessman that lived back in the 1800s. One night, his wife and four daughters were on a ship crossing the Atlantic. They collided with another ship, and all four of his daughters were killed. His wife sent him a telegram with the terrible news. A few weeks later, Mr. Spafford was traveling across the Atlantic to meet his wife. At one point, the captain of the ship informed him they were at the exact place where his four daughters had lost their lives. He took out a pen and wrote these words, When peace like a river... Attendeth my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, you have taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. No matter what comes our way, we need to be able to say with him, it is well with my soul. Life may have thrown me a few curves, but it is well with my soul. All my dreams haven't come to pass yet, 
but it is well. Went through a divorce, not bitter. It is well. Lost a loved one, don't understand it, but it is well with my soul. Fifteen years ago, Thursday, my father went to be with the Lord. I received a call from my mother that night. Joel, come over quick. Daddy's had a heart attack. He died the next day. It seemed like everything was out of control. We didn't know what was going to happen to the church. Would people keep coming? Who would the pastor be? There were all these variables. In the midst of that storm, the waves seemed so big. The winds were howling. We could have gotten discouraged, depressed, but really, we did what I'm asking you to do. We said by faith, all is well. And sometimes you have to announce it, not only so you can hear it, not only so God can hear it, but so the enemy can hear it. He's expecting you to fall apart, get depressed, give up on your dreams. But when you look that adversity in the eye and you're not moved by it, you've still got a report of victory. You've still got a smile on your face. You're still being good to people. That gives him a nervous breakdown. He hits you with his best shot, but his best was not enough. He doesn't have the final say. God has the final say. And God has not brought you this far to leave you. You've seen God's goodness, mercy, favor in the past. You're going to see it again in the future. When it's all said and done, you'll still be standing strong. Now, you've got to do your part and speak victory into your future. If you don't talk to yourself the right way, negative thoughts will try to talk you out of it. The what-ifs will bombard your mind. What if people don't keep coming, Joel? What if you don't meet the right person? What if you don't have the funds? What if your health doesn't improve? No, declare it by faith. All is well. God, I may not see a way, but I know you have a way. This may be a surprise to me, but it's not a surprise to you. Week after week, month after month, I kept meditating on that simple phrase, all is well. Today, we don't have to say it by faith. We can say it as a fact. Lakewood is well. The church is strong. Greatest days are still out in front of us. The future is bright. How you respond in the difficult times will determine whether or not you reach the fullness of your destiny. If we would have gotten depressed, discouraged, in self-pity, we would not be here today. Friends, there will be obstacles on the way to your promised land. We all have weeds sown into our fields, things that don't make sense. We don't like it. Loss, unfair situations, disappointments, but don't complain. Don't get bitter. Do like Daniel. Do like Joe. Do like the young couple in the house. Dare to say all is well. That shows God that you're trusting him. That's what allows him to give you beauty for ashes, to turn what was meant for your harm and turn it into your advantage. Maybe you're in a situation now that you could be discouraged, upset, you don't see how it could ever work out in your favor. But Isaiah 3 says, Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. You are the righteous. God says, say this to you, it shall be well. Not hope so, not maybe, not if you get lucky. No, God promises, it shall be well with you. Maybe you lost a loved one. You don't see how you can go on. That is not the end. That is a new beginning. It shall be well with you. The job situation didn't work out. You lost a client. You got let go. Don't worry. God has something better. It shall be well with you. You're struggling in your finances. You don't know how you're going to make it. 
God's got it all figured out. He's called the Lord our provider. He clothes the lilies of the field. He feeds the birds of the air. It shall be well with you. I'm asking you all through the day to let this phrase play in your mind. When you're tempted to get upset, to be worried, offended, just smile, no thanks, I know all is well. Friends, God has promised that all things, not some, all things are going to work out for your good. That means even the weeds are going to work to your advantage. You may have some weeds in your life right now. You remember, that's a sign that you are close to your harvest. You're about to see a breakthrough, healing, restoration, promotion. You may have to say it by faith today. But one day, like the lady in Elisha, you will say it as a fact. All is well in my health. Got a good medical report. All is well in my career. Dreams are coming to pass. All is well with my children. They're fulfilling their destiny. You will see the faithfulness of God. Promises will be fulfilled. Negative situations will turn around. I believe and declare. You're coming into your harvest. The fullness of your destiny, it shall be well with you. In Jesus' name. If you receive it, can you say amen today? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Wash me clean. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you pray that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed of. Thank you for your support of our ministry this month. Joel and Victoria would like to send you a copy of Joel's inspirational series, Fearless, Courageous Living Every Day. In this series, you'll be challenged to reject fear, to activate your faith, and to watch God do the impossible. Stay on God's promises and see Him do exceedingly, abundantly more than you can ever ask or think. Request your copy of Fearless today at joeworthing.com or call us toll-free. Your partnership makes this ministry possible. Your faithful and consistent monthly support makes you a champion of hope. The vision of Joel Osteen Ministries is to use every avenue available to present the hope of Jesus Christ to people everywhere. To partner with Joel Osteen Ministries, visit joelosteen.com slash partner today and become a champion of hope. Tune in tomorrow for another broadcast of Wake Up to Hope with Joel and Victoria, right here, only on TBS. You know, when you begin to read the Bible, it says the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached around the world and then the answer come. Prophecy is being fulfilled on a daily basis. With the world's population, it is totally impossible to send missionaries to all the nations. And the amazing thing is that when you travel, especially as I do from time to time, outside of the United States, I know it's big in America. I know it's a great network. We all know that. But when you leave the country... And you travel anywhere in Europe where TVN is available, or maybe in Africa where it's watched, you begin to see it's not just a handful of people, it's a multitude of people. It is an amazing journey that we've taken to come to this point. And how happy I am to say we are reaching the world, the nations of the world, through a vision and a dream that a couple has 
a long time ago that is still manifesting today. If you just tuned in, we are in the very, very, very famous place, Wittenberg, Germany, at the Wittenberg Door. Kind of set the stage for what we're going to be discussing. Yes, it's just one of the most important spots in the history of the world. And yeah, this is Wittenberg, Germany. It was it was Nowheresville. 500 years ago. Absolutely where it will happen. The ultimate David versus Goliath story. I mean, this is the ultimate. There is no way in the natural he should have succeeded. No way. The Lord allowed the gospel to be reborn so that millions of people and everybody since, including us, are benefiting from the fact that Luther stuck to his guns. And one thing he had was a, a hunger for the truth that would not rest. The secrets of success, where can you find them? And how can they change your life? In appreciation for your gifts of support this month, TVN will send you the answers found in this revealing book, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived. And with it, you'll discover King Solomon's hidden and often overlooked wisdom that guarantees your success. Call right now or visit us securely online to support TVN's life-changing gospel outreach and be blessed by this timeless wisdom for your abundant living. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. True fulfillment, true pleasure is in the way. But we enjoy it. Let's be like Mary. Let's come to Jesus, please. And the Lord, today I come to you empty. Fill me up. You know something? God can bless you, and God can bless you. God can bless the three scriptures, and still have many, many, many more blessings for, for galaxies, and still have love over you. So this mentality, when God blesses somebody, I am blessed. No, when you see somebody getting blessed, God, you did it. Based on your unmerited favor, I am given more unmerited. Amen. Another is leader. I I I I'm just to talking about this leader. To where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. Now Moses was conflicted because he he grew up as a Hebrew, but he grew up being raised as Egyptian. He was from the Hebrew people, but he was raised in an Egyptian society. So he was torn. He was conflicted by this. And one day he goes out, and he's grown up a little bit now, and he sees something. He sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people, and it stirs up a passion in him. And it says that he, he looked this way and that way, and it looked like the coast was clear. So he didn't see anybody, and he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Well, the next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. And he asked the one in the wrong, hey man, why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? And the man said, who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Uh Uh-oh, just because you hide something in the sand doesn't mean it went away. (laughs) 
fairs repeating. Just because you covered something up in the sand doesn't mean it won't come back up. Because the thing that Moses did, nobody else saw it, so he thought. But but then his past catches up with him rather quickly. And it says that when he heard this, Moses was afraid. And, and he thought, what I did must have become known. Now he's exposed. And so Pharaoh hears of this. And he tries to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a well. And he ends up on the run for 40 years because of a mismanaged passion. See, what Moses felt, follow me, was a good passion. He saw one of his people being taken advantage of, and God had put a passion in Moses. Moses was called to deliver the Hebrew people out of Egyptian slavery. So he sees this going down and he thinks, this isn't right. And it lights a fire inside of him. And so Moses just goes off. But, but, but it's one thing to have the right passion. It's another thing to act on it in the right way. Did you know you can have the right passion, but have the wrong expression of the right passion, and it'll create a terrible result in your life? I can't get any help in this sermon, man. Let me ask it another way. Did you know that the, the, the thing that God put inside of you that can make you really great and can lead you into your purpose can also bring you great pain if it's not managed correctly. I'm teaching this to our oldest son right now. He has a gift for being argumentative. It's a gift. I've never seen anything quite like it. I'm told that he got it from somewhere. And he will verbally assassinate you. He will take you apart about anything. And I'm teaching him, this could be your greatest asset. Because, boy, I can see you one day on stage preaching to people, and God's going to take this gift that you have to kind of go through stuff and just take it apart, and you take it apart. And I see how God could really use that. You might be three times, ten times, a hundred times the preacher that I ever am. But if you don't learn how to manage this and you think that that gift is given to you so that you can argue with your mom about the cleanliness of your room, you're not going to live long enough to see whether or not, you know, God can really use this. This is, this is a good thing. I've seen it in you, boy. I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. But you better learn when to use it and how to use it because you can win the argument and still lose your video game time for the next month if you don't shut your mouth right now. It's a good thing that you can do this, but you better learn to do it. You can do a good thing in the wrong way and it becomes a bad thing. Sex is a good thing. Sex is a good thing. Sex is a good thing. I think if I could ever get an amen, not get an amen. Sex is a good thing. So we don't teach that in the church. We teach, you know, sex is dirty. Sex is gross. Sex is disgusting. So save it for your husband. <laughs> but the passion is pure. However, the passion needs parameters if it is to serve the correct purpose. And what's gotten a lot of us in trouble in our lives is we had a good passion, but no parameters. So rather than building purpose, it destroyed purpose. And that's what happened to Moses. He had the right passion, but he put it in the wrong place and acted on it in the wrong way. Right passion 
wrong expression. Look, bring me my um, sermon illustration. So, like, I was just thinking of a way that I could show you this, a simple way to show you this. And it's like, imagine right now that at this point in my sermon, I know this is simple, just, just go with me. Like, hey, I got an idea. Let's build a fire on the stage. I just think it'd be cool to build a fire on the stage. And I'm stacking wood to build a fire on the stage. I actually thought about how far should I take this sermon illustration. And I thought about gasoline, and I thought I would see how far I could go before people started leaving, exiting the building. But, but I think suffice it just to say that, you know, everybody in the room understands the problem with this proposition. And the problem isn't building a fire. The problem is building a fire in a place where there's nothing to contain the fire. It's fine if you want to build a fire. But building a fire without any parameters would be to understand that the same substance that warms your home when it's in a fireplace is the same substance that burns a forest in Colorado in the summer. The difference is whether it's contained. And when you release passions that were intended for marriage outside of marriage, you're building a fire with nothing to contain it. And God says the fire is a good thing. Fire purifies. Fire brings warmth. Fire is the source of life. There's nothing wrong with fire. But if you build the fire in the wrong place, if you put the passion in the wrong place, it will burn your home to the ground. It's a misplaced passion. It's a good thing in a bad place. And I wonder... I wonder how many of you would have avoided some serious pain in your life if somebody would have showed you before you build a fire, you need somewhere to put it? And, and the only human relationship that can sustain this force of passion is a covenant relationship called marriage. If you go building fires in other relationships that are built to contain the power of passion, it, it, it's going it's to spread the places you don't intend for it to spread. And it's going it's to destroy things that God gave you as a gift. And so Paul is not saying put the fire out. He's saying find the right place to build the fire. Make sure you have the right place for the passion. Or you'll get burned. And I'm seeing so many people and so many families get burned because they were trying to get warm. Because it's cold out there and because I need relationship and because I need somebody. So I think I'll stand up next to this fire. I did a word study this week. I studied the word intimacy, which is what we're all truly longing for. That's really what we all want. That's what all of our sexual expression, emotional expression is about. We want intimacy. That's what we want. That's what we desire from God and from others. We, we want to be known. We want to be accepted. We want intimacy. But then I studied the word infatuation, and I was fascinated to find out that in Latin, this will make you sound so smart at lunch this week, in Latin, infatuation literally means false fire. Looks like fire, but it really can't warm you. 
looks like fire, but really can't empower you. Looks like fire, and that's what the world offers, is an infatuation with images of sexuality, but it won't really warm you. In fact, it, it can actually run away from you and burn your house down. And, and, and some preacher needs to get up in front of you and just have the guts to care two cents worth of nothing what you think about it and say, if you're building these fires in the wrong place, it's going to burn you. It's going to burn you. So it's mismanaged passions. Passion is pure. The enemy wants to pervert it and use what God wanted to use to develop intimacy in your life to destroy your capacity for intimacy so that he gets a boy looking at pornography at age 10 so he can begin to rewire his brain and his standard of beauty so that when he's having sex with his wife one day, he won't be able to do it without conjuring up images that he saw before he even knew what was developing in his life and in his heart because a fire got built that there was nothing to contain it. I say this not to condemn you. I say this not to bring all your mistakes up before you. But there are some of you that are building fires in bad places right now, sending text messages to the wrong person right now, visiting some of the wrong sites right now, filling your minds with the wrong kinds of images, indulging in the wrong conversations. It's nothing wrong with the fire. It's just where you put it. And let's close talking about something positive. Let's talk about shameless solutions. Shameless solutions. So when me and Holly were building our home last year, by the way, Holly and I built a house last year. I'm sure that was there were all these selections that you have to make, and for the most part, I never got involved but she would bring certain things to me that she thought I might want to weigh in on. And one of them was what kind of fireplace we would have in the house. I love sitting by a fireplace. I don't know why. But I like the gas log fireplace because this is about as much work as I want to do to start the fire. Like, to, to me, that's, that's my version of roughing it. Like, that's my outdoorsmanship right there. Just flip that little switch. And she said, no, no, for this house, we need to have a real fireplace with, like, real logs and stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, no. I mean, we're going to have to go chop wood, and then I think I'm going to go buy a flannel shirt from a lady, and I'm going to have one in the closet. And, and she's like, oh, it'll be great. It'll be a gas start fireplace, but it'll have real wood. And so I'm thinking, like, you know, I trust you, whatever. And she said, trust me, you'll love it. I said, go ahead, we can do it. And... um but nobody showed me how to use it. So the first time I went to go build a fire in the, in the gas star fireplace, which let me see, I, I'm going to give you the technical explanation for this. There's a little thingy that you put in the, in the, the hole on, there's a thing on the side of the fireplace, and you turn that on, and then it opens the gas valves, and so then, then you can light the fire. At least that's what I thought you were supposed to do is turn on the gas and then light the fire in the fireplace. So I was so excited to have our first fire of the year last year, and I, so I turned on the gas to give it plenty of time, like, you know, if you're turning on your car in, in the cold, to give it some time to warm up, right? And so I went to go get my kids, because I wanted them to see the first fire, 
and I bring them in because it's like getting close to Christmas time and their stockings up, and I thought this was going to be a picture perfect scene. And so I went, I go and get a drink and get the kids, and I gather them around, and I went and got the wood, not the wood that I chopped, but the wood that the man who sold the wood to me on the side of the road chopped at some point. And I took that wood and I stacked it up high because I wanted it to be a good fire. I wanted to make sure our first fire was a good fire, and now I figure we're warmed up. And, and so what happened when I put the match and so, like, now, when I give an invitation for people to receive Christ, I give it with so much more passion because I feel like I have, I have seen what hell is going to be like. Because when the, when the flames came out, it, it was traumatic. It was traumatic for Graham. Graham was crying. Um, I was calling on Jesus Christ. I was calling on Smokey the Bear. I was stopping and dropping and rolling. It was everything. I was checking for eyebrows in the mirror. Um... Lesson learned. Start the fire in the fireplace and then turn on the gas. Not the other way around. The difference between a fire that will warm your house and a fire that will burn out your face has to do with the order in which you turn on the gas and light the flame. And that's what Paul is saying, church. And that's what God is saying. He's saying, some of you are running the gas valve wide open in your thought life. And you're running the gas valve wide open in your conversations. And you're running the gas valve wide open. And so you're getting hit by all these flames that are consuming you and burning you alive. What do you expect? When you turn the gas on and leave it on and let it build up and just think what you want and say what you want, you don't control any of this. Like, how did you think this was going to end? And when you let the gas build up and you, you never got any help with those issues and you never found any place to discuss them, and where did you think this was going to end? He said, first, first marriage, then fire. Context is everything. And some of you, I'm not trying to be hateful, I'm just trying to be helpful. Just sitting here, feeding the fire of lust and discontentment and wondering why the flames are burning so high. He said, well, I just can't control myself. You know, that's kind of what Paul says in the passage. He says, for those who can't control themselves, you should get married. You know, that's actually a poor interpretation of the original language in Greek. He didn't actually say, for those who can't control themselves. He said, for those who are not controlled. See, because he said that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So you have self-control, but when you feed the wrong fires all the time, like some of you are just throwing logs on the fire all the time, and you're, you're miserable because you're watching The Bachelor. <laughs> no man will ever be able to live up to your standards because you're watching a guy take girls on dates on a network budget. Your man might drive... Hyundai, it may be a good car, but you're feeding the fire of all of these ideals. Some of you men have gotten your standard of beauty from people who are airbrushed. No wonder your wife can't satisfy you. You're feeding the wrong fire. 
and slave it up and blaze it up and you're running the gas and you talk how you want to talk and do what you want to do and say what you want to say and now you're wondering, why can't I control this? Because you didn't control it. So, so what do we need? We need a big old ice bucket. I thought about calling a single person up here and having our own little ice bucket challenge. You know, what, what the church does, and what I used to do a lot of times when I would preach about these topics, I would think that the solution for sexual sin is a big old bucket of shame. You know? So we just... You know, something like that. And all the sermons are based around shame. It's like, and that that's effective for like three days, but then it flares right back up. Most of the time in our sexuality, shame is the source of our problem, so it can't be our solution. Paul doesn't shame the Corinthian church. He, he doesn't shame, God doesn't shame you for your struggles, for your passions. He simply wants you to get them in the right place. And so we talked about Moses, how he misplaced his passion in Exodus chapter 2. But check this out. Forty years later, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, it says uh, that one day Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, so he was just doing his basic responsibility. He had gone on about his life, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, so he was out in a lonely place. And God shows up and appears to Moses, but he did it in a lonely place while Moses was simply doing his job. Would that not be a good word for a single person in this church today? You tend the flock that God has given you, be faithful in the place where he's positioned you. And watch what God did. He said, then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. So Moses saw, remember when he looked the first time after he killed the Egyptian, and he looked and he saw and nobody was there, and so he thought he got away with it, but he really didn't because he tried to fulfill the right passion in the wrong way. But watch this this time. He saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. And so he thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. And when the Lord saw he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. And here's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, when I am the center of your passion, your life will burn, but it won't burn up. When I am the center of a relationship, it'll burn, but it won't burn up. See, lust can set you on fire, but only God can set you on fire and keep you on fire. Anybody can light a bush on fire, but only God can get in the middle of a bush and light it on fire. But although it's on fire, and, and what we want in this church and what God wants for your life is a passion that stays on fire. 
Not this little cheap imitation, infatuation, false flame garbage that burns you out and creates new, new patterns of processing information in your brain that will cause you trouble for the rest of your life. The enemy wants to burn you out. But God wants to set passion on fire in your life and put it in a place where it will burn, but not burn out. How many of you want a holy passion that doesn't burn out? Relationships that don't burn out? Fires and pursuits that don't burn out, that, that burn up that are alive and lighting, but grow brighter and brighter as the seasons go by. And God's desire for you isn't just that you would have the passing pleasure of sin for a season, but that you would know the pleasure of passion that comes from His purpose, that it would burn from within and not burn out. Some of you have been feeding the wrong fires. See? And yet it's not enough just to starve the wrong fires. But, 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 but God told me, I said, God, well, if shame isn't the solution to this, then what is? And he said, I want you to tell everybody who's struggling with their desires that are burning a hole inside of them today, I want you to tell them that they need to fight fire with fire. Fight fire with fire. Not with shame. Shame isn't going to help this. You've tried that. Shame doesn't make you any better. It just drives you deeper into your own dysfunction and isolates you from people who can help you. But the scripture says, what's this? Our God is a consuming fire. So what do you do if you're consumed with the wrong passions? There's an idea. Get more consumed with the right ones. I hear a phrase sometimes, the phrase is meant to be, you know, I, I just know me and Holly were meant to be. Or it was praying. just meant to be. Yeah, was, was, it, was it meant to be? God, is this meant to be? Let him call me if it's meant to be. Are you meant to be single? Is there really only one person out there who is meant for you, the right one? Well, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on this topic, but the Bible has scriptural truths on the matter as well. Which is why we have a special series for you today called Meant to Be that will show you what the Bible says about experiencing healthy relationships. That's right. You don't have to turn to articles and magazines to find tips and secrets to success in your sex life, your marriage, or your singleness. God has a lot to say on the topic. Yeah, and Meant to Be is a five-part series that includes sermons like how to save your husband, or <laughs> marry or burn, and you'll discover how to navigate the conflict and the conflicts of interest. These are part of all relationships, and marriage or a relationship is a special assignment, and you need special assistance. So if you or someone that you know needs this message series meant to be, I want you to call or go online right now. I'll do it later. No, you won't. Right now, request your copy of Meant to Be. With your gift to the ministry of any amount, we're going to get this message series to you. And your support will help us continue to reach people yeah. with the gospel. Right. I believe this series will have a profound impact on your life. I can't wait to hear how God uses the Meant to Be series. So don't wait. Respond now. Request a special offer Meant to Be today. When it comes to seeking advice about relationships, marriage, and sex, we tend to look in all the wrong places. 
The world claims to have the answers, but maybe we've been focusing on the wrong problem all along. In our series, Meant to Be, Pastor Stephen Furtick has open conversations to help us uncover the Bible's best-kept secrets about sex, marriage, and being single. Most of the emphasis when you talk about dating and marriage and singleness in culture seems to be on finding the right one. Most of the emphasis when you come to the scripture tends to be on being the right one. For your gift of singing enough, we'll send you the five-part Meant to Be series, which includes the message with Pastor Stephen and his wife Holly, where they share personal examples and scriptural insight on how we can invite God to work in our everyday relationship challenges. Pastor Stephen also explains the unnecessary complications that sidetrack us in relationships, and he shows us what it's truly meant to be in our lives when we have Jesus as our foundation. I've been taught all my life to put Jesus first, but that doesn't work. Because that separates him out from everything else. Live as if Jesus was not first on your list, but that he was the center of your world. Visit us online at stephenfurtick.com or call us at the number on your screen to get your copy of Meant to Be today. Your boyfriend and girlfriend, so chill out. I'm not asking you to break up with somebody today. I'm talking about breaking up with comfortable Christianity. Join us for a special event. Hi, I'm Bobby Houston, and welcome to our Sisterhood United evening, where the girls from all across our global Hillsong churches gather to not only celebrate what has been a great year, but also to prepare our hearts for the year to come. On your feet, daughter Zion. On your feet. Why are you panicking? Is there a king amongst us? His name is Jesus and he's awesome. Sisterhood United Night on the Hillsong Channel. Introducing the Hillsong Team of exclusive monthly subscription delivers everything Hillsong directly to your door. I would love you to become part of a subscription where we will send you a team box that upload every month your all sorts of books, resources, information that will help you to feel like you're part of that team and will help us to take this great message forward. Visit Hillsong.com forward slash team to join today. Welcome to Hillsong Channel Now, the one-stop destination for the very best from Hillsong Channel. We come and see all around the world. Watch original series, kids shows, conferences, worship, kids programs, and more. There's something for everyone. My goodness, I can't wait to get started. And with new episodes every week, you'll always have something to watch. Anytime, anywhere. Yeah. 
in your rosary. Watch it, continue warning here. We keep praises, stack up, press on. Never back up. Reward comes soon as the walk of a pack up. Slack up, never. His rap is way better. Most written anyway, classic made weather. Hot made weather. I'm nice to say, fellas. Half this to tell us who's bad dog. Tell us when I tell you, Jesus was never fabulous. John P. Keep teaching like a man. Dead poor brick poor when I spit y'all. Walks are respectfully avoid the pitfall. See me, I'm a be me like Steve. I'm waiting on the day. I'm giving them this right now. Yeah. 
All right, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Oh, big old ray of sunshine. Yes, 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 how are you? I'm moving around, my dear. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Oh, yeah, bad like you mean it. Mm-hmm, just did. All righty then. You know, I was just thinking when the song "I Will Praise You" praises unto you was playing. I was mm-hmm. I've been looking at the book of Job and how all all that Job went through. He never stopped praising God. He questioned him, even mm-hmm. when his wife told him to curse your God and die. Job continued to still praise him. And I just have a thought to put out there. What we're going through, and compared to what Job went through, doesn't seem like it's too much. But do we still continue to praise them? Hmm. That's interesting because you said he questioned him, but he didn't stop praising him. It's like when he moved, he didn't complain. He moved from, he was moving in that direction. <laughs> he, yeah, he he was praising him, and then we got to the point of questioning a lot to do with people that was around him in his inner circle. Right, that's when he began to question him. But he he had not gotten to the point where he complained throughout all of that. Correct, and mm. God ended up blessing him a double portion of all he had lost. Mm. So the question is: Are you praising? Are you complaining? I'm going to stay with my happy, happy joy, joy. That's about the best I can do right now. Right. <laughs> Just something to think about when we're going through, which one are we doing? Yeah. Because yep. it's so easy to start complaining. All you, gotta, all you really, got, really got to do is start opening your mouth and let it do what it want to do. Yep. That's where control and discipline comes in. Ooh, ooh, now you want to go start messing with stuff. <sighs> we all are work in progress. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that case, you go ahead and open up in prayer. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Dear most gracious heaven, Father, Lord God, we just thank you for this opportunity to come before you this morning, Father God. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that uh, before we start our day, Father God, that we're coming together in fellowship and union, Father God, that we may be strengthened, that we may be encouraged, Father God. Lord God, we thank you that your word is alive, Father God, that your word never changes, has never failed, Father God, and through studying you, Father God, we're able to strengthen our spirit, strengthen our soul, strengthen our mind, Father God. Lord God, we just thank you right now for prayer shifting ministry and all who participate and those who will listen. Father God, we just pray right now as Elder Sam go forth with the message this morning, Father God, and what you have given him, Father, that your spirit will increase, that he may decrease, Father God. Continue to give him wisdom. Continue to give him knowledge and understanding, Father God. Lord God, we just thank you that in spite of who we are, God, that you are still God. Lord God, we thank you that even though we may fall short each and every day, because the scriptures tell us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that tells us that we're not perfect. 
perfect. We would have not arrived, but Father God, it's because of your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to save us from our sins, Father, that we have become into a right relationship with you, Father, but we must first repent. Lord God, we thank you and we praise you, Father. We just ask you for traveling grace and mercy as we go to and from our various destinations, Lord God. We thank you that you dispatch our angels to go forth and around and about us. And Lord God, I'm just praying as each of us who are going into our various places of work this morning, Father God, that you continue to give us a spirit of you, Christ, in midst of whatever's going on in our job. Even if it's things that we may not quite understand right now, Father God, teach us to bridle our tongue. Teach us to listen first and speak last, Father God. Teach us to understand that even though the world thinks they're doing one thing, Father God, is still in your hand and in your control, and nothing will happen to us that you do not allow. Father God, we just thank you right now for just being the God that you are, Father. And, Lord, we will ever be mindful to give your name all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, we do pray. Amen. 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 Anybody else on who wants to pray? Anybody else on who wants to pray? Going once, going twice, going three times. All right. What's gonna go? 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 Um both gonna go yep, yep, mm, power of God. Mm, ooh, Jesus. Mm, the power of God. Mm. Mm. Annie Marie, how are you this morning? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing all right. That's good. I think it is. I'm about to pray for you. Okay. I'm going to put in a request to our Lord and Savior that every day he gives you increase. And see, that's totally up to him because there's some plants, some water, but God gives increase. Uh Mm-hmm. Increase in the area an arena of faith. And for you to draw upon your faith, I'm going to ask him to increase your love, your joy, your peace, your long-suffering, your gentleness, your goodness, your faith, and your meekness, and your temperance. What does that sound like to you? 
the things that I just said. The fruit of the Spirit. Mm. So for you to obtain and for you to walk in your increase in the gift of faith, you got to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Did you quite understand what I just told you, woman of God? That my faith would increase as the fruit of the Spirit increases, and therefore I'll be able to walk in my gift because then I'll be able to understand it? Oh, my God. She's paying attention. I'm going to give you a star and an A. I'm going to give you a star and an A. Because you not only got it, you got it. (laughs) Because, see, the gifts are something that he gives. The fruits is something that we all have and have the opportunity to walk in. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, the fruit of the Spirit. Eat your fruit, woman of God. Hush, good Eat your fruit. As you eat your fruit, you're going to increase in all of your gifts. I said faith, but he's going to increase you in all of your gifts. Matter of fact, what I need you to do, woman of God, every time you're going to be challenged, now I'm going to just say it like that. Now I think you can understand that, you know, nine times out of ten, the only way that you increase is through challenge, through opposition. So every time a challenge comes in front of you, I want you to just literally, okay, God, which fruit do I eat? need to eat from the day? Pick up your hand, grab the fruit from the tree, and begin to eat it in your mouth symbolically. That's what I need you to do. Whether it be fruit from the tree, fruit from the vine, fruit from the ground, whatever fruit, whatever he tells you your fruit is, oh, my God, he just gave me a symbolization. That spiritually your fruit tree it's going to follow you wherever you go. You don't. You will never be without. You don't have to say, I got to go. No, 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 no. You just say, okay, Lord. You see now, the spirit, soul, and body, you go in your spirit, man. Okay, Lord, what fruit do I need to eat? And you just grab it, wherever that, and you just begin to eat. <laughs> eat that fruit, woman of God. And your gifts are going to increase. Eat that fruit, woman of God. And you're going to begin to transform. Eat that fruit, woman of God. And begin to savor it in your mouth. Begin to chew upon it. Begin to feel it. As you just begin to swallow it and digest it down into your stomach. Eat that fruit, woman of God. And then let it do what it needs to do. You know, when we eat food, we get it down in and the body begins to break it down and send it in different areas and arena, the proteins, the enzymes, and all that different stuff, the vitamins and minerals, and it begins to supply the body what it needs. That's what's going to happen when you eat that fruit. You're going to eat that spiritual fruit, and it's going to go deep down inside of your spirit, man. And it's going to begin to supply your entire being. Mm. Your entire spirit, soul, and body is going to benefit every time you eat from that fruit of the Spirit of God. Wow. That's powerful. Mm. 
I might have to come steal some food out your tree. I'm just letting you know. I have to ask them first if I could share. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to do you like the kids used to do. When we used to have a grapevine in the back, he used to sneak in the, in the grapevine in the summertime and steal our all grapes. Pumpkin, I don't want nothing but a bunch of grapes. Make sure they seedless. <laughs> look, look, look. We don't need no sweet fruit. We just need it to be, 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 whatever it needs to be. <laughs> Hold up, brother. Good morning, brother Farley and sister Ivy. Ooh. Ooh. Ivy League. Ivy League scholar. You want to go ahead and get your prayer on? Yeah, sir. Was that you who sent that photo from Minnesota yesterday? That was Sherry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was pretty. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, good morning, Lord God, Jehovah. We just come together, Lord God, to fellowship and to praise and worship your holy name. We exalt your name. We lift your name high, Lord Lord God. High, Lord God, in our lives and our spirit. High above the earth, Lord God. For you are sovereign. You are the God who created us, Lord God, from the foundation of this world. Lord God, you're the God who knew us, Lord God, before we were even formed in our mother's womb. So, Father God, we have to yield and give praise and glory to your holy and your righteous name. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you would just watch over us and keep us, Lord God, in perfect peace as we go through this day. Father God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would fill our hearts up with love, Lord God. Let us hear the words, Lord God, that you have for prepared for us to hear, Lord God, and let us learn the lessons, Lord God, of which you have for us to learn. Father God, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to love. Teach us how to live. Teach us how to worship and to to, to honor your holy and your righteous name. Oh, God, we give thanks and praise for my brother and sisters through all this call, Lord God. For this morning, Lord God, we come in with expectancy. We come, Lord God, diminishing in our own selves, Lord God, and just rising up in your spirit, Lord God. Father God, watch over us as we go through this day. Cover, keep, and protect us from all danger, seen and unseen. Anything that the enemy has planted, Lord God, our faith teaches us, Lord God, to be to look to you, Lord God, for you have already conquered the, conquered the, devil, the devil, Lord God, death, hell, and the grave, when Jesus went on to Calvary's cross for our sins. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you will just be in the midst of this prayer service, Lord God. You'll be in the midst of this call, Lord God. Even as we are taught by Sam, Lord God, our ears will be open to hear what you have for us to receive, Lord God. Give us wisdom, knowledge, understanding, Lord God, as we press forward towards the mark of the higher calling, Lord. Let us not go about our own will and our own way, but to seek you first and foremost. 
first in everything that we do, Lord God. For your way is righteous. Your way is holy. Your way is the covering and the protection for our lives on this earth. Lord God, we're striving to be better Christians, Lord God. We're striving to have a better relationship with you. So, Father God, come in, Lord God, and be our friend, Lord God, as we seek your faith. Lord God, we ask you to bless those who who are in need of a blessing this morning, for we all stand in the need of a blessing. Father God, we ask you to heal our minds, our bodies, and our souls from the ways that we have come to know, Lord God, when we live in the world. Lord God, let us continue to work to you, Lord God, and you and you only, Lord God. Let us call upon your name, Lord God, and know that the prayers that we call before you, Lord God, that they're going to be answered, answered, Lord God. That's faith, Lord God. For we don't know the end, but Lord God, we know that, that your word Lord has promised, Lord God, that we will have a home in the eternal heavens, Lord. For even as the, the, as the thieves hung on the cross with Jesus, Lord God, one turned and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with him in paradise. So, Father God, we're seeking the, the same faith, Lord God that we will be with Jesus in paradise when we give this life up. Father God, we ask you to heal this land, Lord God. Heal the mindset of these people, Lord God, and let them come call upon your name. Those who are not yet confess your name as Lord and Savior, as Jesus, as their Lord and Savior of their lives, Lord God, let them turn their lives over to you, Lord God. Continue to watch over our families, our friends, our neighbors, and our even our enemies, Lord God. We pray for them. We pray for those with authority, Lord God, that they will remember your word that you said to pour your half of them always, Lord God. So let them treat them as brothers and, and sisters upon this earth and love of them, Lord God, as only and as Jesus loved for us. Lord God, it's by Jesus Christ's name we pray and we actually to bind up the tackle of the enemies and anything to try to get us off our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I want to do something a little crazy. Fanny Marie, you there? Fanny Marie, Ivy Fulford. Are you there? Maybe she got off the phone. Maybe she's at work already. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, the coskeri, the komboskeri, the kamuna arando, the kosetiki he. Father God, we praise our name. Yet the Kumboskiri, the Kumbanda, the Gosede, the Kumboko Sada. We glorify you, Father. Who? Yes. Hmm. 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 Kumboskiri, the Kumboskiri, the Kandraska. 
Orang di sekitar itu kau tu, okay, orang di sebangsaan ada. I just I'm trying to send her yeah, I just sent her a text. Okay. See if she's able to come back on. You know, I'll text like the young folks. Do, 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 do. Mm. Hello. Hello there, Fanny Marie. Yeah. Can you pray for Arthur? Are you in a position to be able to pray for Arthur? Yeah. Um ชิดตะบาฮาระตะชิดตะบาฮาระตะชิดตะบาฮาระตะชิดตะบาฮาระตะชิดตะบาฮาระตะชิดตะบาฮาระตะชิดตะบาฮาระตะชิดตะบา
deep sea, and he still said, my God, my God will sustain me. Father God, he has learned to lean on that scripture, many other plans in the man's heart, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. And he has taken that scripture to heart, Father God, and has read it in his spirit and in his soul and his mind. Father God, we just pray as he continues to go forth, let him continue to be an example for his students, because he's the only Bible so many of them will ever see. Even though he's still a man, they see him as someone who knows the Lord and trust in you, Father God, and he's planting the seed. We talked the other day that one would plant, another would water, someone would get the increase. He is a sower. He is a seed planter right now, Father God, and we thank you. Lord God, we just thank you for his life, mm, his purpose, and his calling. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord God. Yes, 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 yes. Also, I was talking about Job when we first got on a call, how no matter everything that Job was, Job never stopped praising God. And in the scripture, it says, Job worshiped. Even when his yes. wife told him to curse your God and die, Job still worship. And yes. that's you, Arthur. No matter what they have said about you at the school, no matter what they have tried to do, you never stop seeking the Lord. You never stop studying. You never stop praising him. Because you said your God has this. There's nothing that man is going to do to you. And you have stood firm, you have stood planted, and he's been blessing you. He's been blessing you, and it's to a point you know that it was not man who has done this, but it has been your God. Continue to stand firm. Continue to share your story. Continue to share your testimony about what God has done in your life, because you're touching a generation that so many people walk away from, the young people, the children. So many people are like, oh, now let somebody else deal with the children. But you're there in the trenches with them. You're there as an example. You're a man, African-American man, in a position to show people who God is, especially the young people. So I just commend you and the spirit of this thing. Keep on doing what you're doing and remain where you are in the field that you're in because there's a purpose, and that is your ministry. Thank you for those words of encouragement, sister. Because, you know, sometimes it does get you get a little weary in you. And I do desire something to, to, I'm like, Lord, I'm tired. But I thank you for that. And I was, and as you prayed when you spoke that, that Proverbs 21:19, and I, I've always, and I've spoken this several times on the, on this call that when you, when you gave that scripture, a few years ago, I don't, I can't even put a number on it. That's something that has become food that I feast off of, and and that's one thing that I I, I got to. And I'm glad that you did. The Lord said that because He said that's especially not for you, but for me. Not for you, but for me, because it let me know that even though I desire things, it's it's His counsel, His will that's gonna stand, because He's the sovereign God. So we cannot question why, how, when, where, or what. 
just be accepted and know that when we're covered by the, the by the blood of Jesus and the Spirit of God, that we could we will come forth. We will rise up. We will come to the forefront. And I thank you, sister, for that. So it just lets me know that we all grow from each other when the Lord is in the midst. So you continue to do what you do because that has become a, a testimony to me. So I praise God for you. You keep doing what you do as well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, Brother Richardson. Yes, sir. Have you bought what you need to begin writing your book? I hadn't bought anything, nothing for myself, nothing for myself. In fact, right. I, I was looking, what, Monday or Tuesday, I was at Office Max or something like that, our Office Depot, I don't know which one of the things, well, it was where it sale, and I was looking at those materials that I was speaking of that I spoke mm-hmm. to you about. I saw I was pricing them and trying to see which is the best one mm-hmm. to do all the things that I need to do. But I am in the process to let you know. Just Monday night, I was there. Sure was. Okay. Well, this is what I heard. Uh, buy it. Next week, you need to start writing it. And what he told me was, at any time after next week, if you're not writing your book, then you're walking in disobedience and rebellion. So just go buy what you need to buy, and then as of next week, just start writing your book. All right, it's it. <laughs> 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 like when you get one of them looks from your parents. All right, let
I'm going to pray for you to pray for this individual that's listening. Okay. Father God, I want you to tap into Brother Richardson right now and endow him with that which you desire for him to speak as he begins to pray for this individual who is listening on the call right now in Jesus name I say amen amen alright
restore and give it to them, Lord God. All that the enemy tried to take for them, Lord God, we actually give it back to them right now, Lord God. For our faith, for their faith, our faith is all, is all looking up towards you. And so, Father, we praise you. We're going to glorify you. We're going to give you the honor and the praise. They come on this call, Lord God, so that with expectancy, knowing that they will, their lives will be changed and renewed. So, Father God, just bless them and keep them and watch over them wherever they are. Give them safe travel as they go to and for, Lord God, as they go to the places you have for them to feed, Lord God. They come to suffer, to be fed by you, by your Holy Spirit, and let them eat the food that you have given to them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, Brother Richardson. Amen. Harandishkuliko, Father God. I thank you. She recombusked the Kandra, the Kutitiko Ho. I glorify your name. You're the Kumbusked the Kandra, the Continue to speak to your children and through your children. All the Kusichiko Sandaka, Kumbusked the Kandra, the Kusichiko Kandaka. And the reason, Brother Richardson, that he's telling me to have you write your book right now rather than for you to wait is because a lot of the questions that you have will begin to be answered. A lot of the things that you're dealing with, you'll begin to see plainly. In other words, you won't be able to go further where you're at until you start writing because, see, what you're, you're trying is like you're asking God for stuff and you're trying to wait to see. You're trying to wait to see who, what, how, and where, and why. And God has said no. As you write, then you will begin to see. So if you don't start writing, you're literally holding yourself up. Because, you know, how sometimes, you know, right division make a play, and a lot of times when, when, when you know, as we start writing stuff out, we get clarity, we get confusion. We, I mean, we get unconfused. We begin to see things, things that make sense. That's really what the main one of the main reasons he asked you to do it now because your destiny is in that book. You you can't wait to get there and then write it. No, your destiny is in that book. That's why you need to begin to write it now because as you begin to write it, you begin to see the next step. You begin to hear. You know, I was talking to Felicia the other day, and I was laughing at her because I was talking about you know. I are you walking through the tulips because she has that you know that and this and this and so after she started talking and ministering, she said, you know, now that she's going through all that she's going through and the trials and the negativity and the obstacles, and then God has us still being diligent about His Word, still being faithful about what He's called her to do, getting back up to do the Bible study, still doing the things that He has her doing. She said, but now she hears him even more clearly. She She's not wavering like she used to. And I said, oh, so you're not walking through the tulips no more. She's like, she was like, hell no. But she's like, no. Because, see, she's beginning to get it now. She's beginning to get it. So as you're going through, and, and, and see, don't get mad when God ain't asking your questions. And you haven't written what you need to write because the question is within you. And as you begin to rock and see what you're going to do, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> what you're going to do, 
When you sit down, you're going to go. When you sit down, it's going to begin to flow up out of you. You're going to even, where did this come from? And it's just going to begin to flow. The Holy Spirit is going to begin to flow through you just like when you, when you compose music. Shut it up. When, you, when you're directing the choir, how the Holy Spirit flows through you then, that's what's going to happen when you sit down in front of that book. Shut it up. And begin to write. Yeah, it's going to flow through you and speak to you. I'm going to ordain you right now for the next level. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, what you got me doing this morning? Mm. I'm going to anoint and ordain you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, Jaka, Koki Kakati Kakako, Kanki Kakakoti Kakaka, Kanki Kakako. Place your hand upon him, Jesus. And establish him. Establish and ordain him for the ministry that you called him to go for me right now. Oh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Woo. Wow. Hmm. 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 Interesting. And the person that uh, you prayed for said thank you very much. Amen. Would that be you? Nope. It wasn't praying for me, sir. I just saw my text oh. message. Okay. Amen. It's an incognito caller. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we have to step out and stand in the gap for those who we know. That's what this call does. Amen. So... It's not for me to know and and just pray that they be richly blessed Amen. and strengthened. Amen. That's what it's all about, my man. That's what it's all about. Every joint supplies one another. Yes, 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 yes. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to pray for release of finances right now in the name of Jesus. Interesting. Father God, I'm asking for release of finances from the kingdom of heaven right now in the name of Jesus. Pour down your finances, your provision from heaven. Pour down your manna here to the provide for your children. I'm speaking health, strength, and restoration to Arthur's family here to the Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That just hit me right there. That just hit me right there. There's a shift that's come because there's a shift that just occurred in your life. There's a shift that's coming, a shift of coverage over your family's life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A shift of coverage in your family's life. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
a shift of healing and it'll go strength you as yes, you step out God, to do what you call to do he's going to continue to take care of your family don't worry about them they're in his hands you be faithful and diligent and watch God be God oh father God just continue to work with this man of God right now as he releases that which is within him continue to work with this man of God right now. As the anointing increases in his life, continue to work with this man of God. And he will begin to flow with the mighty strength of God. Mm. I see a strength rising up inside of you that was not there before. I see an anointing rising up inside you that was not there before. Yeah, glory to your name, O okay. God. Yes, a determination rising in you that was not there before. Your flesh becoming like flint. It will not flinch. It will stand. Yes, Lord God. And stand therefore. Yes, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, I glorify you. Just turn it around for my family. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Now, see, y'all have started feeding me with this, and then I have to go in here, and I can't get everything. Well, Lord, you give me what you want me to have, but you know I'm going to send my greedy.
Father God, we praise you today, Father. 
As we continue to go forth, you're to learn to the reading, Lord. You're to go to the Gumbosca, the Gandasca, the Gosesha, 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 the Father God, we thank and praise you. Let the word of God go forward. Let the anointing of God increase. As you speak to your children. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Now it's time to get into the reading. I'm not quite sure if we went over it, but if we did, we're going back over it again. There you go. So yesterday we were talking about Jesus and the works that he did. And so now we're going to talk about the gifts that they function in Jesus' life. I'm not quite sure if we went over it, but we're going to go over it again. So are you ready to throw down? Okay, good enough. Okay, the gifts of their function in Jesus' life. We'd expect the gifts of the Spirit to be manifested in the ministry of Jesus. Our only problem will be identifying them and describing how they function in his life. Let's identify some of them now. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, Jesus predicted the future. We're talking about now the word of wisdom. He said that false Christs and false messiahs will come, that there will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes. He said there would be great tribulations such as the world has never seen. He said the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give her light. He said the Son of Man will return just as he had gone away. Jesus was projecting the future, functioning not as God, but as a spirit-anointed man through the gift of the word of wisdom. Most of these events have not yet come to pass. After 2,000 years, they are standing as the words of eternal life because of the word of God's wisdom. That's the word of wisdom. The word of knowledge. An example of the gift of the word of knowledge operating in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ can be seen in John 1, 45-50. When the Jesus saw Nathaniel walking toward him, he said, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no God. Nathaniel responded, Whence knowest thou? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray that the Lord reveals to you when you have been operating in one of these gifts. I'm going to start back over with the gifts, and as we go through it, I'm going to pray. Because, again, this is about application. And, and, and one thing that we're finding out, which is, a, I'm going to say a good thing, because that means you're moving in it. A lot of times you're walking and doing things in the spirit of God you're just not aware of. And that's just how growth is, period. When you're growing, most people see and identify the fact that you're growing before you do. You know, you see your relatives and they haven't seen you in a while. They come back, oh, my, how you grown? You don't know. You're just busy doing what you needed to do, eating, making messes. 
bothering people. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk about you, Erica. But that's what we're doing. So as I begin to go back over these gifts, I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit begin to reveal to you in your own walk, when you walked in a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, the prophetic or whatever. Again, because this is all about application. That's why God has me rereading this. The Father God revealed to us, those particular gifts that you have endowed us with, and illuminate to each and every one of us. And so we can begin to see the areas and arenas that we too are walking in those, those gifts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And feel free to speak up once, once the Lord has identified. You say, you know what? I've done something similar to that. I've done that before. So I'm going to start over. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, Jesus predicted the future. He said that false Christ and false Messiah will come, that there will be wars and rumors of war, that there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes. He said there will be great tribulations such as the world has never seen. He said that the sun will be dark and the moon will not give a light. He said the Son of Man will return just as he gone away. Jesus was predicting the future. Functioning not as God, but as a spirit anointed man through the gift of the word of wisdom. Most of these most of these events have not yet come to pass. After two thousand years, they're stand, standing as the words of eternal life because of the word of God's wisdom. Let me see. When I have walked in wisdom according to God. Well, I mean one particular thing I can come because I I, I really asked for his wisdom then was I, I mentioned before about this particular job that um <clears throat> had to had to pull these cabinets apart and put them back together and they were covered with ceramic tile and everything and, and see this again when I saw it I recognized that from my experience I know that see this ain't them home she talk, home T V shows and remodeling USA. In reality in real life about 99.9% of the time, when you pull something like that apart, it does not go back exactly like it was. And when you're dealing with fine objects such as ceramic tile and stuff like that, yeah, one little shift, you can crack and break something. So when I looked at that, because I had to open the cabinets up because the plumber had to get to the back of the wall, I knew I had a situation that I deal with. And my guy had pulled up at that point in time. And as soon as I saw him, I just said, man, we got to pray. <laughs> and, and he just looked at me because he ain't never really seen me do that in that manner. So he knew it was something up. And when he walked in there, he saw her. He said, oh, okay. But by the time we hit, you know, we walked we, and seen what we did, we prayed right then and there. I got in his truck. We prayed about it. We walked in there. We kind of scoped out the problem, walked up and down, talked about it with the owner. And by the time we had finished with the job and I pulled the cabinets apart and put everything back, the owner was like, wow, I couldn't even tell that they they, had been taken apart. I knew that was number God. Because in my my past experience, I'd have been in there, I'd have been mad, I'd have been cussing, I'd have been moving. I pulled everything apart and created a bigger problem. I can give you one more example. And and, and the reason I'm saying I'm lately I'm learning to, to stop more so now. And ask God for his direction. My cousin, she had um, called me over her house because she was getting some water problems. 
And I'm going, okay. So when I went over to look at it, she again, she got ceramic towel up. You see, all these nice, pretty things are nice until you have a problem. I'm like, okay, I, you, you just can't yank that towel out. So then I went to the like the little plumber's closet, which is in the back of the cabinet, and I uh, opened that up. So I started investigating, troubleshooting, and seeing where the water is at. Now, I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to tear this because I, I don't want to tear this whole wall open. And, you know, because there's a water problem. I do see this, but where is it coming from? So, again, just learning to seek God first. What I ended up doing is just being patient and letting the Lord let, speak to me. I took out the where the water nozzle comes out at the top of the shower. I took that out, wrapped some Teflon tape around it, and put it back in. And I said, check it in a little while and see if it gets anywhere, because the water started getting anywhere. She said that it had dried up. So five minutes to resolve it, whereas I would have torn the whole wall open to find that little problem. See, that's walking in the wisdom of God, because that literally was not me. Yeah, I hear that. Anybody got an example of them walking in the word of wisdom? Okay, let me go turn this oven off and then, um... Good morning, Sam. Hey, what's up, Nene? Hey, Victor is here. Hmm? Ah, I said, Victor is my dear. Is who the what? I said, victory is mine again. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, praise God. Yeah, we're all in attendance to participate as yet again. Um, when you were just um, reading off and then telling her your story, uh, what was coming across my mind was a little old mother's with common sense Additive, adjective, and that was an ounce of prevention um, will also be a, a pound of cure mm-hmm. for where, you know, for, for right now we see a lot of kids going around and it may be out of attention. Out of attention. No, don't, don't, don't let me use that one. But say, like, if you go get something that that that, 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 that you thought they took away the steps that you needed to do, let it be for like a say, like a bag of glory grain, <clears throat> or either um, canned vegetables. Okay, so since we think that this is already pre-packaged. <laughs> We could go under the false feeling of, oh, well, you know, they've been checked already. I don't need to check them again. And then just go in and start to start cooking with them. And then once they get done, you start eating them. But then I said, like, the back door green, somebody was sleeping that day or whatever, and they didn't notice that a couple of um, grasshoppers, they forgot, they, they, they overlooked to take out the bag. 
uh, it could be the same thing in Canada. And then now at this point, you're like, oh, man, it just messed up my appetite for what I just made. But if you always went back through first before going any further, you're a seasoned person that you know what you need to do in order to prepare these vegetables or either prepare food. But see, now you have so many people for where they go through the motions because we have the stuff that's already so-called, quote-unquote, already done up for us to a certain degree. And then we want to skip steps. And in life, you can't skip steps. And especially if you know better, you do better. And in knowing this, you go ahead and go through, you know, not say go through the motions, but just go through, just do a, you know, a, a, a second hour over to make sure everything is okay. And that takes, and and then that takes some, and that takes a certain level of wisdom to to do that. Where okay, well, I'm just not doing this just to waste time. I'm doing this just to make sure. Okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. You just said that's wisdom, and then you're doing that. Uh huh. Okay, I I need you to differentiate between walking in your wisdom and walking in the wisdom of God because there's a clear difference. Okay. Okay, now, walking, okay, walking in my, in my wisdom, it might have been something for where I might experience this already. Say that again. I might have experienced, you know, keeping out the steps and just going and then just relying on what was prepackaged to be okay. Only to find out that it wasn't. Okay. So now every time I see this every time I get into this situation, it's a it's it, it, you know, it's gonna trigger that in my mind, so oops, you know, go ahead and check through that so you don't go through what you went through before. So what you just what you do? Sound like what somebody was trying to say something? Oh, she needs to just come in the house. Okay. So what I heard you say is that in your experiences that you have learned that wisdom tells you maybe I need to wash this or make sure it's clean even though it's supposed to be clean, but my experiences have told me or I've learned that I need to clean these greens or clean this prepackaged food. That's what you just said. Right. Okay. So now that's the wisdom of man. Now I need you to tell me about the wisdom of God. Okay. Out of the wisdom of God. Okay, I'm I'm going to be more specific. We're talking about the gifts. When God Mm -hmm. gives you the gift of wisdom, how would that be different from you walking in your own wisdom? 
Hmm. Okay, now you're starting to stump me a little bit. I'm going to give you a big hint. I'm going to call it Solomon and see if that helps you out any. Okay. Um... Okay, I'm going to help you with this. Okay, thanks. Who was Solomon? Okay, Solomon was a king, wasn't he? Okay, who did he, who was his father? How did he become king? Mm, okay. Okay, I'm a little sketchy in that area. Okay, you don't you don't know who his father was? It's not coming to mind right now. Okay. In the word of God, God referred to this king. He said he was a man after my own heart. Okay. His father was David. Okay. All right, now, from what you know of David, I want you to describe David to me, from what you know of him. Okay. David was, okay, was a giant slayer. Um, he stepped out on faith quite a bit. Okay, so David. Okay, let me let me. I I, I have even better way of, better way of uh <laughs> of giving a more pr- a present day example. We got a lot okay. of great athletes that you can familiar. If I tell you who Michael Jordan is, would you know who he is? Yeah. Walter Payton. Yeah. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm gonna leave Magic out of it, but. I know that Walter Payton's son played football as well as um, who was the other person I said? I can't think of his name right now. Okay, he said Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and Walter Jordan. Okay, both of their children played the same sport that they played. Uh-huh. Now, why do you know of Michael Jordan? Why do you know of Walter Payton? Because they show they're a stronger gift in the um, positions they play for their team. Because they had great achievements and accomplishments, right? Uh-huh. Michael Jordan, everybody knows him, even like Ali and his daughter, she boxed. Right. Okay. But they were renowned for their gifts, for their talents, because they did great achievements. So now, my question is this. How do you think Walter Payton's son or Michael Jordan's son feels coming behind the legacy that was left by their fathers? Okay. I would say... 
would say that they were honored to be kids of them, but then, too, they might feel like they weren't worthy to do as what they as what their fathers did. They, they fell over the like overshadowed, and they because that they those were uh, those were pretty big shoes to fill. Right. You know, Walter Payton broke the the Russian challenge. Michael Jordan broke all. Well, both broke all kind of records. So, for their children to come behind them, those were pretty big shoes to fill. So, are we on the same page? Okay. Yeah, it's almost down to the same point of. And if correct me if I'm wrong, when Jesus has said, okay, for these gifts you see me do, you would do greater gifts. Okay. All right. So now, the reason I I think that's an excellent example is because that's how Solomon felt about following in his father's footsteps. Okay. Okay. Now, what a lot of people aren't aware of is that literally when Solomon took over the throne, he was but a child. He was a teenager. He was not grown. His father had began to prep and show him different things because he was he was grooming him for the position. But when David died, Solomon was not a full-grown man. He was a young, young uh-huh. So how now, how do you think he felt about taking over his father's position, not even being a full-grown man yet? He probably felt that he wasn't ready. Okay. So now, his experiences were limited. Uh Uh-huh. He wasn't ready. But he got thrown in the position. Do you remember the dream that he had? Um, not I'm saying that right now. What was Solomon renowned for? Why am I drawing a blank? Hmm? I said, why am I drawing a blank? I don't know. Okay, go ahead and tell me, Shaq, because right now I'm drawing a blank and I don't know why. Okay. The wisdom of Solomon. Solomon's renowned for his wisdom. Okay. So if you will read the scriptures, Solomon, when he pretty much had just first, first gotten to the kingship, he went to sleep and God visited him in a dream. Even though people say he asked for wisdom, he didn't really straight up ask for wisdom. He asked for an understanding how to govern this great people, which is knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So if you're asking for understanding, you're also asking for wisdom because understanding is a step past wisdom. Mm-hmm. He asked for wisdom because what it was, he recognized, I'm, I'm but a child, and I think the scriptures even say this. I'm basically a child taking over my father's position, and I know who he was. I am nowhere near qualified for this. Lord, give me the wisdom to govern this great people. And when he asked for that, the Lord said, you were wise in asking for this. You didn't ask for death for your enemies. You didn't ask long life. You didn't ask for finances. He said, but since you asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you everything else. 
that you didn't ask for. Oh, okay. Now, the reason that I'm bringing it up, because it's one word that you said, that I said, and that Solomon said, what was Solomon lacking? Starts with an E. X, E-X. Experience? There you go. Okay. He was lacking experience. But the next thing that you recognize that he was thrown in a challenging position where the two harlots were fighting over the child. He didn't have the experience as a as a governor, as a king, or as somebody who's used to giving orders in that situation. But what he came up with was to divide the child in two. And then when he recognized how one parent reacted and the other one didn't, that's when he realized who the true mother was. See, the wisdom of God comes from within, not from your own experience. Your experience told you, I need to clean the greens because I've experienced something. I know about things, things I've heard. But when something from the inside, see, that's why we have to recognize spirit, soul, and body. And I think this will help you, too, as far as hearing and understanding when God's speaking and as you're speaking. When you are able to clarify the voice of God, see, the things of God come from within. Solomon knew from within what to do and how to do it. The wisdom of God will come up from you, not from your own experience. It will come from you like, okay, you need to do it this way and this time. The wisdom of God will flow up through you and begin to show you and teach you what you did not know on your own. Now, like the couple of examples that I gave, I knew that if I did it this particular way, I was going to run into problems. I was quite unsure. I never taken those cabinets apart like that before. Uh-huh. But I knew, I knew if I did it the way that I would have done, it would have been problematic. I, I'd never really taken – but you know what? As, as I began to look at it, now I've destroyed cabinets, <laughs> but <laughs> I've never taken them apart like that before, but I just like, okay, I knew I had to do it a different way, and God spoke to me that way. See, that's why if the wisdom of God will come from within. See, that goes back to you knowing God's voice. Again, that goes back to you specifically why I'm telling you to fast so it can clear up what you know and what God is speaking to you about. So now I'm going to ask you this question. From experiences that you have had when you have been faced with something where you weren't quite sure what to do, how to do it, and you stopped and you prayed and you listened and God spoke, and it ended up being something that you wouldn't have done on your own or you did it differently. From that, now I want you to ask, tell me about where God has given you a word of wisdom. Okay. Uh... And if he has and I'm going to say like this, if he, I'm not going to say if he has them, but if it's not really coming to you right now, that's fine, but just be aware 
Because, you know, I don't want you just coming up with something. But just be aware, that's how it's going to happen. That's how it's going to happen, guys. It's gonna live, you're going to be faced with something. You're going to go, ah. and the voice and the spirit of God is going to begin to speak to you about whatever it is. Uh-huh. So just be kind, like I said. So just be kind of aware that's how it's going to happen. Because, again, out of your own experience, you were told to watch those grains. Mm-hmm. But out of the wisdom of God, he said, you know what, maybe I might not need to do this at this time because I don't know. Something's just telling me, go the opposite direction. <laughs> I hear that little voice in the back of your head. It's like, now. Right. Right. Exactly. It, gives you that, it gives you that inner feeling. Exactly. So, now, now I'll like take a grad student. Grad student, what is that inner feeling? See, this is the stuff that we go over in the readings all of that's why I'm, that's why I'm on you on everybody. We're reading about this every day in these books. What is that what is the name of that inner feeling that you're talking about, and where does it come from? Well, that's your homework assignment. I ain't going to tell you inner feeling and where it comes from, mhm. Okay, now I have a question. Mhm. Okay, because just like you saying, Solomon was David's son. Mhm. Okay, we knew that David, as a teenager, when everybody's ready to put their money on the Giants for winning, but then David prayed before he threw the rock. And then it had everybody in awe. And it's just like with our kids, we might have the the courage, the faith to step out on at an early age to do something, but just because this is our kid doesn't necessarily mean that they'll have it at the same time we did. Or either, like you said before, what we might have done had overshadowed our kids to thinking that, oh, well, you know, well, dad or mom, they did it, so why should I? So I'm not going to be able to do it like they do it. But then, too, at that point, they have to build up a relationship with God. In order to to have, you know, in order to strengthen up their faith and for them to believe in him, to have them. I'm a criticism. Nope. What you you possibly could be missing was David's experience did not start when he saw Goliath. David's experience started when he was out in the wilderness. Okay. His experience started when he was watching the bear, um, the sheep, and being the shepherd, and how he had to prepare himself to protect them at all costs. 
when he slayed the giant, when he slayed the lion and the bears with his own hands, because he was more in tune with the idea that sheep was his responsibility than him being a brother to his own siblings. So in the process therein, when David saw Goliath, it wasn't the experience of him being a giant killer. It was yet again him being a caterer because he came to the battlefield to bring cheese and food and bread for his brothers. And then he heard the taunting from a lion and a bear. The sheep that he was protecting were his brothers. He was used to the wilds of the world. They didn't do anything. They were sitting there and allowing the tongues to come in. In the process of him being out there with the sheep, he was still worshiping and serving and hearing God, and God had his attention. So therefore, when he got to the battlefield and heard the murmuring and, 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 and the disrespect, that's when he asked the question that was, um, it was um, rhetorical. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that desires to talk about my God? And he was pissed off at the fact that they just sat there. At that point, he realized how dumb his siblings were, just like the sheep. And at that point, he then went to slay the giant. So there was no, he didn't come prepared to fight a giant. He didn't come prepared to do anything other than to bring them food. There was nothing else for him to do. He knew nothing about the circumstance of the battlefield. So it's not, we, we can't say what, what, what the situation was because there was no situation. He only came to bring them food. That's why we have to understand there's sometimes where God has you in a place, in a situation where it's only you that could do the certain thing that is God is expecting of you to do. He just was bringing food to his brothers. And because he was bringing food to his brothers, at that point, he was there to do the next thing that in his destiny he was already chosen to do. But he had no idea the training from him being a shepherd got him to the place of slaying the giant. So ultimately, there was no conversation about what he was to do and who he was in X, Y, and Z, because the only thing he did was come to bring food to his siblings. So there was no conversation or bet on the thought that he was going to slay the giant and or wing. He didn't come for that at all. He just came to bring them food. That's why we have to be, the Bible says you have to be ready in season and in out. It means that you might not necessarily know exactly what it is that you are designed for 
until that point, that appointed time where you realize in your body and you sense it and you hear the Lord saying, today is the day that you were created for. Okay. Now, my question to you is, because like you just said, that David had to go through the wilderness. He had to come up against some some challenges, some tough challenges, even before he met up with Goliath. And to run parallel with his son, Solomon, He was probably, he probably didn't go through all of that for what his dad had went through. And then when it was time for him to step up, he felt inferior. Where does it say that he never went through anything like his dad? I mean, for him to sit up and then second-guess himself? You second-guess yourself. I second-guess myself. Job second-guessed himself. Moses second-guessed himself. Noah second-guessed himself. Uh Uh-huh. What does that second-guessing himself have to do with the fact that he never went through nothing? Or he didn't go through things to the capacity of what his father went through. It doesn't right. matter. What, it does not matter the idea of the amount of things that people have gone through. What matters is the idea that they have an experience and had walked the journey that God desired them to walk until they learned the lesson and the assignment that God had them to do. Time is nothing. It says a thousand years are a day, and a day are a thousand years to the Lord. So literally, every day that we spend is another thousand years to him. So time is nothing to him. Right. Time is something to us because the Bible says that we are mere vapor and a substance, and when that substance is gone, there is life no more. Time is ultimately important for us, and it's important for us to get it because, remember, he knows the day and the time where we have to basically come meet him and check out on this side. So time is of the essence. So we can't, we can't make a jurisdiction or justification as to how long somebody has gone through something to learn the lesson that they learned because they only have a short period of time to be here to get the job done. Okay, Renee. Huh? Have you set a time for you to fast? Have you come up with how you're going to fast? Okay. Uh, I would probably do the fast that I did before, and that is um, 
do like a uh, like like a morning day fast. Okay, so what you gonna? I would, hmm? You're gonna fast. Be, give me some specifics about what you're about to do. Okay, so with that, um, I was gonna. I'm not gonna do the fire. I'm not gonna do the fire drink. I'm gonna do a, a, a milder version of that. Okay. Okay, and that would be with the um. That'll be the apple cider vinegar. I may put some honey in it. I may not. And then water for the morning and the afternoon, and probably say around about five or six o'clock. Then I'll go ahead and eat some real food. So you're gonna fast from like the night before to about five or six the next day. Right. Okay. Now, but, but what you, is this fast? Mm-hmm. What what are you okay? What is this fast? There's are you? I mean, what is the drink for? Oh, because you're pro- you said I'm probably going to do the same one that I did. How far have you gone beyond where you are to ask God of what His desires are for you to do for the fast and what you desire? to get from the fast and what you desire to learn and what he desires to show you. Okay. You asked me the reason why I picked that one? The reason why you picked it. I need you to understand that right now where we're trying to go to, it's not about what we desire. It's about what he said. Okay. Now. For me, I need to drink more water. For me, I need to, and and what I had, and was that what I had stated was it'd be like a flushing for me to get the toxins and whatever else to be able to be able to flush out instead of it manifesting in. Well what I'm what I what I'm saying is that if that be the case, that could be a part of your regimen that you're eating, such as you can take a detoxifying tea when you're drinking that or whatever, but I'm thinking of how is that going to help you focus on fasting when you're drinking this particular drink? Everything that we do pertaining to a fast is supposed to put us in the in the in the idea and the environment and to project us to a place of focusing on the Father. It's like to me, and I'm I'm just talking, I'm just asking, and I'm hearing. It's it's not it's not edifying to the fact that you just um, I need to detoxify. You can detoxify yourself anytime. That's what a fast is for. For it to be a mental, physical, and spiritual de- detoxifying and just basically drinking tea. I think that you need to find out what he said for you to do, not just to come up with something. Because that's what we do as a people. We just come up with something and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. It. And then we philosophize this and we just make it all spiritual. Oh, God bless. Well, you basically only did this to to lose some weight or to to do these things, so naturally a result from doing such, it's going to have a, an effect. So truly when he says, 
what you're going to do. It's not what we are desiring to do, but it's what God is saying for you to do. And that's ultimately what I'm asking. What is he saying for you to do? Or Sam is asking, what is he saying for you to do versus just kind of making something up? Okay, let me let me say something here. Um, Renee, I'm going to do this. Oh, okay. I'm going to suggest, and the reason that I'm going to suggest, because it's ex- this is one of the main reasons that I've been telling you to fast so that you can hear clearly from God. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because okay. I recognize that, that you need some help, some strength, and some growing in that area. So now I'm going to suggest that you just do water and nothing else for that period of time at least once a week, okay? Okay, no what's that again? Okay, you're going to fast from, I'm going to say every Monday or whatever day you pick, you're going to fast from your last meal that Whenever you have your last meal that day before, say if it's 8 o'clock that day before, you're going to fast till that next dinner meal, and you're going to have nothing but water. So if you stop eating at 8 o'clock that night before, then you're going to have nothing but water, and you're going to have, and you're not going to have, you'll break your fast with your next dinner meal, which might be 8 o'clock that next night. And what you're going to do is you're going to ask God to give you the strength to meet you where you're lacking. What do I mean by that? If you need to eat, he'll give you he'll fill your stomach with food. He'll give you the will he'll give you whatever you need. I this I'm suggesting that's what you do because again, clarity. And as you do this you'll begin to hear more from God. And I'm gonna strongly suggest that you take at least a minimum of a half an hour, read your Bible out loud to yourself. Now, when I say read your Bible out loud to yourself, right now I'm in the Genesis 28th chapter, and Isaac called Jacob and blessed and charged him, said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padana Ram and the, to the house of Bethuel, Thy father's thy mother's father, and take thy wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. What you're doing is you're reading the word of God. You're reading it out loud. You says, "My what is sugar? What's the word? Um, my faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. I have you reading it aloud. You're feeding your spirit. You're hearing it, so you're hearing the word of God." So you're edifying and increasing your spirit, man. You're giving your spirit something to grow and something to work with. That's why I'm suggesting that you read the Word of God a minimum of a half an hour out loud every day that you fast. If you need to break a half an hour down, 15 minutes in the morning when you first wake up, 15 minutes before you before you have your meal, however you need to do it, but you need to do it at least a half an hour every day that you fast. Okay. All right, so we were talking about the word of wisdom. Anybody else had any experiences with the word of wisdom? (laughs) 
All right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to read about the word of knowledge, and then I'm going to table it for the day. If I can find my book, because I've been walking around the house with it. Let me look downstairs. Oh, here it is. Okay. Okay. Word of knowledge. An example of the gifts of the word of knowledge operated in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ can be seen in 1 John 45 through 50. When Jesus saw Nathanael walking toward him, he said, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael responded, Whence knowest thou me? In other words, how can you call me a good man? How do you know me? Jesus answered and said unto him, <clears throat> Before that, Philip called thee when thou was under the fig tree. I saw thee. He knew who Nathaniel was and where he was. He identified him through the word of God's knowledge. Supernaturally, the Lord Jesus Christ saw Nathaniel the day before sitting under a fig tree. This was the word of God's knowledge to Nathaniel, and it made a believer out of him. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. So, in that example, Jesus saw Nathaniel walking up to him, and he called him by name. When Nathaniel was like, man, how do you know me? He said, not only do I know you, I know you were sitting under the fig tree the day before. That's an example of the word of knowledge, the gift of knowledge, Operating in Jesus' life. Now, who here on the line can give me an example of when the word of knowledge? Now, we already defined the gift of God. Any gifts from God come from your spirit. So that you supernaturally knew something that you wouldn't have known any other way. Well, the word of knowledge was a situation where you... We're cranking up the car, and I saw the accident prior to you actually almost having it. And the next day, I shared with you the time and space that I saw it, and you told me that you confirmed it by you saying it was so. Because that's no longer a pro- well, that's not a prophecy. Because it was orated. Hello? All right, I got cut off, but I know you started talking about when, the, when you were by me in the car today. Yeah, there was a word of knowledge mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it wasn't prophecy because I never um, orated it. Mm hmm. 
Because actually mm-hmm. that example was coming up to me, and then example Felicia and my brakes going out. Both of those, those are two things that have popped in my mind. You're right. Or even when the locks wasn't working. The locks wasn't working. Come Somebody on, said something about yeah. the locks in your car. Oh, you talking about, oh, it's cold, 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 cold. Talking about recently? Yes. What locks in the car? I don't remember that one. I, look at, I got so much going on in my life. I don't remember that one. <laughs> Well, because the door kept on swinging open. Oh, right, right, man. I'm, I'm, I still haven't forget my door. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I got my mechanic scratching his head because he, he be trying to, I don't understand. They open it now. So now he's put, um, he's put locks on there, like, you know, like padlocks. So they can't come open. And then, like, you know how you go on a van, you got two doors. <laughs> So on the driver's side, you know, you close that one first, and the latches, then the passenger side, you close it, and that's where you put the key and turn it. So when he was putting the padlocks on, the driver's side, he couldn't get the latch. Then when I went to open it, I couldn't get it to open. And so this, this dude, my, my doors are just, I just, Lord, I'm just keep moving. That's all I got. But go ahead. It's just crazy. Well, clearly, we didn't know that was going on with the locks. So there again, here's another level of word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And word of knowledge comes to the place of the person who receives it, not to always release it, but stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. Say that again. The 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 word of knowledge is not always to release. It is for that person to stand in the gap for one simple reason. The person in it person in, in, in the person that is receiving the word of knowledge um does not always release it because of the maturity of the person that it's about. Okay. Now, releasing it meaning you what? Be specific about what you mean by releasing it. Releasing it in a prophetic manner to tell them this is a situation. Okay, okay. Run tell that. But but stand in the gap and pray is different. It's 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 like it's like um, with the Bible says when the enemy runs in like the flood, the Lord will build up a standard. Mm-hmm. The word of knowledge is the standard that that is being built up to protect them as a guard. And you know what, and you'll understand, so like last night when we were praying, it came to us that um, that G is about to go through some different things, but it also came to us that we can't do it, leave him alone. He got to go through this on his own. So you know, like normally, like you said, I might reach out and call him. No, I'm going to just leave him alone this time. He has to go through this himself. Now, we can pray and stand together, but it's what we did. But he got to walk this one out on his own. Do you understand why? Because he got to grow on his own, come to his own understanding about situations and circumstances. Well, because of the fact that the warnings have already been there. So mm-hmm. the warnings were the guard, where the standard had been built up. Now that you had not paid attention to the warnings, now you have to go through the process. Mm-hmm. 
if you would have taken heed to the warnings, and therefore there mm-hmm. would be no need for you to go walk it out. Wow. But wow. because you have not taken heed to the warnings, wow. then therefore there's a need for you to walk it out because of the idea that you didn't get it when it was just a slap on the wrist. Now mm-hmm. it's a part of your chastisement and process. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. It sounds like a lot of stuff that I've gone through, and I'm pretty sure everybody on this line. And the next time go around, you like, oh, I hear you guys. Oh, I see it now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and even on that point, because it's like God be talking to us, but we got caught up in ourselves doing what we want to do. And, okay, I told you. I'm warning you. All right. And so we can't get mad at God because we, we put ourselves in these situations and circumstances. But the idea that it seems if God allows us to do these things and then he allows us to do these things and then we're just like, Oh, well, God, you let me, well, he reminds us, well, what what, what about this that I allowed you to go through? What about this that I allowed you to go through? And then all of a sudden now you have an issue with it? But what about the times where, like like the um, the story where um, the people would say if you were stuck on, um, if you were stuck on a desert island and um, you're stuck on a desert island and you said, God, um, why didn't you come for me? And he says, well, I did it. I came when I sent the hovercraft. You said, no, I'm waiting on Jesus. Came when you um when when I sent a helicopter. You said no, I'm waiting on Jesus. I came when I sent the boat, but you said no, I'm waiting on Jesus. What did you have? What did you have an expectation for me to do? Come down from heaven just to get you when I sent three things to, to secure your success and your and your well being. So why should I send one more? if you're not paying attention to the provision that I'm making. You know what? When you were um, speaking, that was an operation of the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Now, I'm, I'm going to break it down. You, were you on the call with us last night? No, I tried to get on, tried to get on, but my phone was broken, so I had to get another phone. Okay, so you were not on the call, but then when I told you about, because you know how we do the call, and then we prayed for G, and then what was the first words out of your mouth? That you were not on the call, nor heard anything about what did you just say? You said, you know why? And then you began to explain to me why. That was a word of knowledge. You weren't on the call. You weren't, so you had no idea about what was being said. 
but God spoke to you, and you broke down why the prayers went forth like what was said, because he spoke to you. So you were operating in the word of knowledge, and then as you were speaking to me, I was like, hmm, the word of wisdom rose up in me like, yeah, he's right. See, that in itself was an operation of word of knowledge and word of wisdom. Word of knowledge, he had no idea he was not on the call. He spoke what God spoke him. Word of wisdom in me, knowing the situations and circumstances, like, yeah, he's probably right. And that, see, that's a prime example of when God speaking through us from the inside out, not something from the outside in. Well, that because sometimes people have to. Um, <clears throat> sometimes people have to. Um, sometimes people have to see this for themselves. The meaning that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have the experience that. Yeah. Now I'm trying to go with them. Oh, you only know that because y'all was talking. Right. That, that's why I said, but I asked you, asked what you want to call it? That was the first question out of my mouth because I wanted it to be clear. Y'all been talking about me, and y'all just, y'all just, that's, that's what y'all do on y'all prayer calls. Well, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, you was real funny, and I ain't going to say no names. He don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Last week with Andre, oh, my God. That's all I got to say. Right. <laughs> y'all been talking about me. How he know? Mm-hmm. My question then is, my question then is, if he don't know, who is God? Mm. I get him up. Yep. So uh, the thing is, as with Davis coming. As God is beginning to re- reveal to us, we are operating in the gift at some level. And see, again, grad students, that's why when they got a homework assignment, you need to begin to hear and see and, and identify it for yourself. And that will give you clarity and a greater understanding. And why is that important? Because as you get clarity and a greater understanding, then you'll have more confidence and you'll be, you'll be better able to hear, move, and do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. Right. Again, ain't nobody special. Mark Charles is kind of special in his own way. And Erica is definitely special. See, I can say that to them, and they won't get offended and send me text messages. I need to stop saying that, don't I? But I hate But anyway. So when you get a text message from somebody other than us, you can't get mad. What, what, there you go. You know, maybe, maybe I need to put that. Yeah, that might be true. But, <laughs> but already I'm saying that all we're doing is we're exercising our gifts, our faith, the spiritual arena that God has given, given us to do. We talked about the other week. Who's your accountability partner? So if you begin to clarify, hear from God, know his voice, exercise your gift, you'll increase. You'll increase. God is no respecter of persons. That's in his word. So, again, as a matter of fact, 
See, <laughs> yesterday I slapped, I slapped myself all up and down yesterday. When I was ministering to Renee, and I told her to read the first Genesis, and that's probably where you need to start off with Renee. You, as a matter of fact, Renee, you need to do that every day out loud. Ephesians, I'm sorry, the first chapter of Ephesians. Because when I open it up, as an example, which I'm about to do, to get, do again today, do again today. Did I say it right that time? <laughs> I slapped myself in the face. Because a lot of times, why am I in the middle of all of this? Why, why God, you choose me? What's going on? Da, 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 da. And why am I saying that? Because God had me doing this years ago. As I was praying for myself, then he had me doing it also interceding on behalf of others. But yesterday... When I was reading it to Renee, that's when it hit me what I had been speaking over my own life years ago. And the word of God, it says, Call an apostle Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, that's what I would do. I would read the whole chapter of Ephesians, the first chapter, but I would personalize it like this. Samuel Farley, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and to the peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed Samuel Farley with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. And I personalized that whole thing. Yesterday I got slapped in the face because that was the revelation of why I'm walking and doing what I'm doing. Because I had confessed that over my life consistently, periodically, consistently, deliberately, every day for years. And yesterday was like, oh, I did speak that out of my own mouth. Yeah. God is no respecter of persons. He will honor his word. I didn't know what I was doing. If I did, I probably wouldn't have done it. But God is God. Get your future together by starting your present right now. Go to God, start reading his word. He will begin to give you specific scriptures for you to begin to confess over your own life. Start forming your future right now. I don't care about your past. Let your past be your experiences that you learn from. Now, and I mean, I mean that in the sense of don't care about your past because your past is necessary to learn from. But right now, you have a chance at going somewhere totally different. And your past can be that which can catapult you to your present, to your future. In other words, you can learn from the mistakes, the things you've done in the past, and use that as a foundation to God to use to mold and to grow you up. He can remake you, and now as you begin to clarify his voice and you know him, then you begin to walk into your future, not being bound by your past hurts and mistakes, and he can begin to heal and to hold you. He can begin to give you scriptures to confess over the heart to make you whole. He can begin to give you scriptures. Whatever it is that, you, that he knows you need to deal with, as you go to him, he will direct our steps. Even in my deal, Lord, order my steps in your word. 
the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Whatever it is that you need, he will begin to give you revelation and direction, confession over your life continually, day by day. <coughs> I'm done. Um, could you read? Could you read the? I believe it's nine of them. Is it not? Nine what? Of those gifts that you're talking about? Oh, the uh, yeah. Give me one second. Let me go back. Let me do this, and I'm gonna go back. No, I can do it. Then. Give me uh, one second. Yeah, it's gonna probably pop all over the place. Let me put some on top of that. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You make me great. You make me great. You make me great. You make me great. Let me be great. Let me be great. You make me great. You make me great. Okay, you wanted the uh, nine gifts of the spirit? Yes. Okay. The first one is the word of wisdom. Second one is word of knowledge. The discerning of spirits. The gift of faith. The working of miracles. The gift of healing. The gift of prophecy. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. Okay. Each one of those... Each one of those um, gifts are, um, they are, each one of those gifts are gifts that have a different role and responsibility and a different response for the person who possesses them. Um, what was the first one? Sam? Uh, what was the first one? Uh, word and word and knowledge, word of wisdom. Okay. Word of wisdom, it's a word of knowledge or word of wisdom, or is it the same? No. One is word of knowledge, the other is word of wisdom. <clears throat> wisdom, the word, of the, the word of wisdom comes from the place of you having insight about the circumstance or situation. So when you're basically professing and claiming wisdom, it's a different role and responsibility when you are basically being an orator and prophesying. Though you can have wisdom and prophecy, all of the gifts come with their own roles, duties, and responsibilities. Each of the gifts that actually come with roles, duties, and responsibilities have everything to do with the person and their nature and how it is that they would allow the processes they're in 
for God to use them for the greater glory for someone else. So I said all that to say that some people possess the gifts. Some people have one or two. Some people have most a lot of them. But even with that being said, I think it's important that we understand that all of the gifts are equal, but they need to be treated individually and responsibly if that is a role that you believe that you have as a gift. And the reason why I say that is because you just can't treat all of them the same. You can't do anything and just say anything because they are not the same. It's uh-huh. certain things such as wisdom that you just don't spew out because not everybody can accept it and hold on to it, as well as not everybody can um, articulate it as such. And if you give someone who is not wise wisdom and they use it prematurely or immaturely, it can hurt them. Because they will say the say the same thing and it be to a situation that wisdom would not apply to and then they're stuck with the idea of, oh, what did I just do? What happened? What's going on? Like that's just like this. For word of knowledge. If the prayer team was confused or have felt bad about the idea of them saying that someone had to go through a process. I wasn't there. So I confirmed what they said by the words that I was speaking, but that relieves them of the idea of, oh, we did hear from God, or, oh, um, I feel bad. Well, at this point, you said what God had to say, and I don't necessarily know if you could have to, you could feel bad about it, but now we have to just pray, cover, and allow the process to be walked out. Hey, and you know what, Mark? Because even because you know you know the person I'm talking about. Even this morning, I'm like, no, Sam, leave it alone. God told you to not. Because even this morning, like, and I had to stop myself, leave it alone, and let let it be, but it be. Yeah. Well, I said that because I heard somebody was weary about it, so therefore that was word of knowledge, but I just basically mentioned it because of the fact that I know that I heard somebody was weary about what was said. This is impractical. Um, this is practical. It's, um, it's, uh, We're learning as we go. I didn't know who it was, but I knew someone on the call was concerned about him having to go through the process. And it was you. But I used knowledge and wisdom in saying, even though I wasn't there, I know this is what God is saying, so therefore we can't get distracted about the person going through the process because it's ultimately 
God who wants him to go through the process, so we just have to let God be God. That's what we say. Right? So that means that I have to override my emotional concerns and let the Spirit of God dictate and direct my steps. Well, actually, I want to challenge you with a different thought, brother. Mm-hmm. Your emotions don't have nothing to do with it. Well, I'm just saying the emotions and the fact of me wanting to reach out, which is, uh, I'm going to say slash compassion, passion. But, it is compassion, but if uh-huh. times where he has told us to do X, Y, and Z and to do other things, we have done so. And now because of it, it is like hands off. Exactly, exactly. So now at this point, it, like I said, it, I understand you, and I'm not. I'm not venting. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. But it Go is like, hey, your your emotions can't count right here, Sam. Because guess what? Right. If you get in the way, you're collateral damage at that point. Because you know what? Let's see. Now I got to go here. And where we're at, if I mess up, it's gonna come back on me because it's of the connection. And, the, and so it's, it's better for me to stand. And to be obedient, then, 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 then for me to get involved, Erica Arisha, and I'm just saying that because, you know, we use her name. It's better for Arisha to leave it alone than for Erica to get involved because Erica's going to do something that's going to mess it up. And it's going to come back to bite her in the butt. Or Samuel, the wise one, and Sam, you think, do you know what? Right, because, I mean, we've all had our own walks and journeys, and mm-hmm. because we have had our own walks and journeys, I'm not being funny at all, and I know this seems rude, but didn't nobody come to save us? Well, you know what? Yeah, it was because people were praying on behalf. We just weren't spiritually mature to receive it or see it at the time. Because good Lord knows somebody was covering my butt. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> well, the reason why I say nobody came to, came to get us was because I'm saying it like this. You know, sometimes I am learning. Sometimes prophecy, I can't say it's not good because that's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. Sometimes prophecy is like, um, I will say it's hit or miss. Not that you don't hear God and not that you're missing what God is saying. I will say it like this. Sometimes a person who's receiving it's either going to be like, oh, yeah, that's God, or you are the devil. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Me calling and saying, you know, you got to go through this process, bro. And you mm-hmm. got to do XYZ, bro. hmm hmm It's going to be like, yeah, I'm already going through it, or you are the devil. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So, therefore, it's best for me just to, now I'm learning to sit in the cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just cover. Because then when you go through the process, you're going to be like, oh, Sam said. No, Sam didn't. God, <laughs> well, I can't cuss God like I could cuss you. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I hear you. Because that's why I, I, I promise you, last week, um, Pastor Gully said something, and I got nervous. 
He said, well, y'all sitting on the line praying for each other. We need to start praying for other people on this line. I said, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, uh uh-uh. Because when all of us are on one accord to do these things, then people ain't sending no bombs in my mailbox. <laughs> I'm not dealing with it. No, I ain't got nothing to say. God, God, Pete, God, God's covering. God's blessings be upon you. I ain't got nothing to say. Uh-huh. Because that 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 is just like you're bombarding the person, and you are you are basically just like you're just I I don't know it's just like sometimes I think that the wisdom would be that you just cover and not say anything at all. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. All righty. Anybody else got anything? Oh, I'll send you a text from us. Right, yeah, I'll tell you guys. Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I need to do that this morning before I get out of here. Um, anybody else got anything? You know, you know, you know how my mind is. Something run across it, and then I, you know, that's why, like, out of the blue, I just said something. So I said, let me do that before I forget. Ah, it's a belly monster. Ah! It's alive. <laughs> right. Anybody else? Anybody else going once? Anybody else going twice? Anybody's going three times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me do this now. All right. Well, it's time for prayer requests. Hey, um, okay, let me do this, then we'll get into prayer requests. Oh, um, Sam, could you, um, can we pray for, um, I don't know them at all, but, um, my colleagues, because 
the company, as of yesterday, sent us an email um, asking us about our hepatitis B series and um, our MMR records at the last minute. And some of these people have quit their jobs to do this, and some of those people have basically just went out of their way to get some things to to quit in their jobs and and all that. Sure. I do that now. Um, I'm glad you said that because I'm going to pray for that. Then I'm going to pray for... Yeah, last week, the little boy and whomever else that Dre and Aim in the situation with the Holy Spirit and them. So, Father God, I'm praying about the situation that Mark Charles just brought up. Let the favor of God go forth, Father. Let a peace and a harmony and a reconciliation just go forth, Lord. Let your angels give everybody godly wisdom about how to resolve all the issues needed so that everything can be accomplished. I'm asking for a hedge of protection. Okay, I'm about to pray for you regarding this job. Yet of this God has called you to be a leader, but also a learner on this job. The leading aspect will just come as you just naturally do what he's called you to do. You don't have to look for positions or opportunities and try to show yourself. No, you just fulfill a need. See something needs to be done, just fulfill a need. You know the voice of God. He tells you to just do it. That's going to put you in a position of leadership. But the learning is mm, paramount. Necessary, highly important. Mm, see that? Uh, you know what? See, I gotta, I gotta go there. And that's mm, wow. It's funny how he just takes me one thing and gives me something else. I can say that 
he has taught me to multitask, not nothing that I wanted to do. And I can say that that's basically at this point true for um, Marx as well as Erica. And I mean that in a sense as how this call has evolved, how we've grown and how, well, we got to do this, but we got to do that, and we got to do this, and Lord, show me, and we find ourselves doing all these different things through the Spirit of God. So now, why is that important? Because right now, this man of God has to multitask. He has to pay close attention to the things that God wants him to see because there's a whole lot of learning that he must go through for his future. So God has strategically placed him in his position because he calls him to lead as well as to learn. So on one face of Mark, he's going to be applying and doing what he needs to do. On the other face of Mark, he's going to be learning. But it's all going to happen at the same time. And the only way that he'll be able to do that is because the Lord has been training him to multitask. And I'm saying that to you all who are at this position where you need to listen to the call, you need to do this, you need to start multitasking. You need to start figuring out a way how to get it done. You need to quit and and this is the purpose that I say listening to the call, not that I'm trying, because I know this is a source of strength, then that's basically it. And you've got to find a way how to put God first, but yet and still do everything else that life requires. Because if I sit on this call all day long, that's why I'd be trying to get off. Right now I've got our people you know, working and this and another. I still got to pay, and I still got to do it. I'm trying to get out because I got stuff to do. If I sat on this phone all day long and prayed and prayed and prayed, which honestly we spend hours on this phone, I don't get no work done. I don't get no work done. I don't eat. Hell, I do work and don't eat. So you can't use this as an excuse where I got to listen to the call or I got to go to work and I can't listen to the call. No, figure out a way to do both. Erica did it. She does it now. And I'm saying I do it to the best of your ability. Vanessa's learning how to sneak off and get her food. And the only reason I'm telling you this is a call because I know it's a source of strength. That's all it is. I ain't trying to trying to get no leadership, no fellowship. Personally, I'd rather be doing something else, but I'm obedient because I recognize I've been <laughs> speaking this into my life. <laughs> but if you don't find a way to make your life happen, <laughs> you'll be exactly where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> find a way to make it happen. Find a way to get let God grow you up. Find a way to go to this next level. Just as they talked about David with the lion and the bear, that giant was the same situation, just at another level. So Holy Spirit, back to Mark Charles, continue to give him the strength and the skill set so he can rise up to the challenges so he can slay the lion, the tiger, the bear, the lion, and whatever mountains I might stand in his way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And you know, um, not to be funny at all, but this is probably one of the the one places that jobs that I honestly can say that I'm like, uh, God, I hear you. But, but is you I heard a break coming. 
because this is why. <clears throat> my mom, I love my mom. Well, most days when she 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 she's being my mom, which is every day. Um, she but she keeps on walking around his house. I remember some. I remember she kept on walking around the house the last time we were going through a transition, and she kept on saying something. But this time she's been saying, "Well, Martha Stewart said, if you don't know how to do it, don't tell them that. You learn how to do it, and then you get it done." And I'm like, I know she's talking to me. But if it's if it's that much, Mom, um, if if um, if 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 that's the case, Mom, are, do, are you trying to tell me something? I don't know. Are they really gonna have me in predicament where I got to answer some questions where I truly don't know, and then I'm just basically gonna have to figure it out and pray? Is that what you're really trying to tell me? Because if you really try to tell me that, Mama, I don't know. But I said, I'm going to do it. So, I, I, I don't know. So, I, I guess, well, I... I but you know, I really, I'm really okay. Well, I'm not nervous at all. This is what I'm perplexed by. <clears throat> the um, the manager who interviewed me told my um, recruiter that I killed my interview and I did so well. And his partner told me, "Oh yeah." You're going to be right there. You're going to be his right-hand man. You're going to be at his side at all times. I'm like, how did I get here? And what am I supposed to do in this process? That's been my only question. Hello? And now this is when the gifts kick in. You stand there and you ask that question. And you say, okay, Lord, I'm going to draw from you and I'm going to trust that you give me what I need so that I can speak, do, or move accordance to what needs to be done. Because you would not push, put me here if you didn't say that I was properly prepared. So now when this situation that presents itself to me, if it looks chaotic or I have no idea that I've never seen, I'm going to draw wisdom from God, and I'm going to trust that he shall give it to me when I need it. That's wisdom and knowledge and faith operating all at the same time. And probably a couple of more, but those just three kind of kicked in right when I said it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, go ahead and text me. No, I, I mean, I, I feel like Vanessa right here, where Vanessa said, no, Mark, I wasn't even mad that you got me and chewed me out. I knew it was coming. <laughs> no, I ain't mad. It's just the idea. Oh, I feel you. And, and that, see that? Yeah. I ain't here. Mm-hmm. Look, 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 I, I, look, I ain't even going to talk about that right now. 
It's just the idea of such. It's like, God, you know, you, I won't appreciate it, and you did it again. But God, really? What you want uh-huh. me to say? Uh-huh. Do you really want me to say? And the thing about it, as what we're coming to understand and what he wants us to walk by is this feeling right here of uncomfortableness and leaning on him totally for everything is the exact position he desires us to be in, so we need to get used to it. True. Because it puts you in a position where you're not looking towards your flesh for whatever it is that you need. Wait a minute. And then you go, I get it, God, but really? <laughs> I do get it. That's why I put you on mute. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, the thing about it, which is what we really need to understand, is just part of the human experience. And just like what you were talking about earlier, Renee, double, what did you say, uh, double, double, double thinking ourselves or whatever you said, double taking or whatever. We just need to recognize that that's just part of our human experience because we are clothed with this flesh suit. We're going to constantly have that fear, doubt, and unbelief. Now, if we choose to walk in it, that's up to us. But it's going to come. It's going to, just like I, like Erica said, whatever it was that you did the other day, and, and you and you did something, she said your flesh was looking for that opportunity. Oh, your flesh is looking for an opportunity to rear up. It does not want to be subjugated and relegated to the spirit. But because you have put in that position, it will yield. But any opportunity, it wants to raise its head and go, hey, I got this. But fear, doubt, and unbelief, it's going to raise its head. But now we have to make the conscious choice to feed our faith. Oh, shut it up. Go stay there, Father God. I thank you for that right now. Oh, yes. We have to make the conscious choice to feed our faith and walk out, trust, and believe, and let God be God. Shut up. Go stay there. Father God, I speak that to myself right now in your holy name. Oh, yes, yes. The courtesan should have with you, Father God. Lord, you said that the you opened up the windows and the doors of heaven to pour out a blessing, Father. Your God, I just stand in the, in the position to receive. I choose faith over fear. I choose blessings over cursing. Let your word just come forth, Father, to do that which you called it to do. Because it was, oh, my God, Lord, you just blessed me again. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes, Lord. You will honor your word, and it will not come back to you, Lord. Your word has been sent out. 
blessing, finances, everything that is needed will manifest. Oh, oh. I stand on your promises, and I must choose to be patient and wise and humble and connected so I can move in accordance with the leadership of your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting and believing. Abba, Daddy God, in your holy name, amen. Shout out, of course, amen and amen. Mm. Wow. Thank you for that word. Mm. All right. Mm. You know, a lot of what we're talking about, you're not going to see until you get to the point that it's going to cost you something. When something's on the line, like Vanessa, it's costing her. Something's on the line, but she's walking out on it. Felicia, she's in a, in a vice grip, but she's walking out on it. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> you let fear hold you back. <laughs> Talking about I'm getting prepared. Well, y'all don't understand. Okay, whatever. Whatever. But you're not going to see it, and it's not going to manifest until you step out in faith and let God be God. I'm done. All right, if nobody else, then we can go and have prayer requests. Yeah, just take another vitamin out. Okay, I'll step up. All right. Holy Spirit, let me pray for Nene. This is garbage. Father God, let me lift up Renee. Father God, I'm asking you, Lord, for every step forward that she makes, that you close the door behind her so she won't able to back up. Every step that she takes and makes progress in the spirit, Lord, that you seal that with your Holy Ghost anointed blood. You seal every crack, every crevice. Let your blood and your word go forth to cover and keep her, Lord. Let her not go back into her, but to walk forward into you as you continue to increase in her life and she begins to transform into that whom you call her to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 All righty, who's next? Okay, I'll take this next set of vitamins, do my juices, and I need to get out of this house.
All right, who wants to play next? All right, who wants to play going once? Who wants to play going twice? Who wants to play going three times? All right, I'm going to do the list and get off the song. Let's start with the Moon family. Who's gonna go say she'll 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 go some raka? Who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll go saga? Haska, Rakara. The Tolan family. Rumble, who's gonna go say she'll 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 go saga? Rumble, who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll Teresa Crosby, you're not going to go say that I'm going to go, okay. Rumble, who's going to go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go saga. Rumble, who's going to go say, she'll go say, she'll go saga. Rumble, who's going to say, she'll go say, she'll go saga. Rumble, who's going to go saga. Kim, who's going to go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go saga. Rumble, who's going to go say, she'll go say, she'll go saga. Okay, I'm going to just be obedient. What are you telling me to do? Rumble Coast could go Duran negotiation negotiation with Sarada. Rumble Coast could go session negotiation with Sarada. Humboldt could go Sakara. Tyrese, who's going to go session negotiation negotiation with Sarada? Who's going to go session with Raga from Sakara? Titi, who's going to go session negotiation negotiation with Sarada? Who's going to go session negotiation with Sarada? Who's going to Sarada? Sakara. Tyrese. T.T., Kim, Chris Cross, Ash and Whitney, Honduras, Kuda Gosesh, Gosesh, Gosaga, Ronda Gosesh, Gosesh, Gosaga, Ronda Gosesh, Gosaga, Sakara, Sherry and Pat, Push Kuda Gosesh, Gosesh, Gosaga, Push Kuda Gosesh, Gosesh, Gosaga, Push Kuda Gosesh, Gosaga, Sakara, Ready Family, Push Kuda Gosesh, Gosesh, Gosaga, Push Kuda Gosesh, Gosesh, Gosaga, Push Kuda Gosesh, Gosesh, Gosaga, Saga, Sakara, Stephanie, who's going to go search the Gumboska and Rask, who's going to go search the Samaka, who's going to go Rasa, Sakara? Jamal Bridges, who's going to go search the Gosaka, who's going to go search the Gosaka, who's going to go search the Gosaka, Sakara? Warner family, who's going to go search the Gosaka, who's going to go search the Gosaka, who's going to go search the Gosaka, Sakara? Iris Daniels, Gumboska and Gosaka, Umbroskar goes to the station of 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 the
Maria's mother, Where he's friends, 
Okay, Rosen Hospital Community. Homboskirigosisha, Homboskirigosaka, 
un bus care vă în roș, care vă străbeacă. Un bus care vă străbeacă, 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 Marker, Sakra. <laughs> Tamaskari, <laughs> Matt, Okay, Tony Ivan, who's gonna go switch you to go switch you go switch your saga? Who's gonna go switch you go switch you go switch your saga? Who's gonna switch you go switch you saga? Saga, saga. Tony Ivan, Tom Scott, Lisa Brown. Who's gonna go switch you to go switch you go switch your saga? Who's gonna switch you go switch your saga? Saga, saga. Jumping college. Who's gonna go switch you to go switch you go switch you go switch your saga? Who's gonna switch you to go switch you go saga? Saga. So both gonna go down, go down, go down, go down, go down. Un bosco che si riconosce con il suo ragazzo, 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 il Happy, happy, joy, joy. And they talking about some 10 inches of butter? 
Let me have to finish this list. Sam, you said 10 inches. What you mean 10 inches of what? No? I ain't coming. Yeah. What did you say, Mark? You didn't feel like working. Is that what you said? You wanted to be unemployed? <laughs> uh, I don't, well, I don't want to be unemployed, but I ain't coming. Okay. Anyway, as I was saying, Thomas Scott, Tony Agner, Lisa Brown, Rombo Skiri Gosei, Shiri Gosei, Shiri Sarakandaka, Rombo Skiri Gosei, Shiri Gosei, Sarakandaka, Rondo Gosei, Shiri Gosei, Shiri Sarakandaka, Rondo Gosei, Shiri Got Panama Scott, Tony Agnew, Lisa Brown, Stephen Collins, Donald Trump, Bush, the Gossation, the Gossambo, the Kando, the Gossande, Kando, Kondo, the Gossande, the Gossande, the Kandaka, the Gossation, the Gossaga, the Gossanda, the Gandaka, the Gossation, the Gossanda, the Gossaga, the Gossambo, the Sakra. Donald Trump, Stan Washington, Hush, the Gossaga, Kandaka, Um, that just threw me for loop. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Okay. I just got all right, let me pray for Donald. Who's gonna go say she to 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 go saga? Who's gonna go say she to go say she to go say she to go saga? Who's gonna go say she to go saga? Sakara. Fanny, you're a most gonna go say she to go say she to go say she to go saga. But I'm both gonna go say she to go say she to go say she to go saga. But I'm both gonna go saga, Sakara. Margaret Bond, who's gonna go say she to go say she to go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna go say she go saga saga? Sarabosca Sakra. 
Wayne Bridges, who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll start Who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll start on? Sarasa Asakara. Manise, who's gonna go say she'll 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 start for a Bosca Asakara. Erica Thomas, who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll go Saga? Saga Asakara. Mitch, who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll start or a Bosca to go say she'll go say she'll go Saga? Um Bosca to go say she'll go say she'll Saga? Um Bosca to go say she'll go say she'll Saga? Robaka, Sagranda, Sibosa, Shirgosa, Sagasa, Sardaka, Sogosa, Sakra. Mitch. Unsafe family members. Who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll saga? Who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll saga? Who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll saga? Umbosca, Sidagasa, Sidagosa, Sakra. Baba Williams, what are you gonna say she'll go say she'll go say she'll go saga? Rombogos could go say she'll go saga? Rombogos could go saga, Sagra, Sakra. Malcolm Bryson, who's gonna go say she'll 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 saga? Who's gonna go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll go say she'll saga? Who's gonna say she'll go say she'll go say she'll saga? Umbuska of saga, Sundiska of saga, Sugasa, 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 or Umbuska and Dilgo say, Shugasa, Dadara, Dadago saga, Sakara. Um, Richard Younger, and Malcolm Bright, Bob Williams, Richard, unsafe family members, Mitch, Girl Erica Church, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to Saga, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to Saga, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to Saga, a Saga, Sarah, Sakara. Tony Brooks, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to Saga, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to Saga, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to Saga, which could go say she to go say she to go say she to Saga. Which goes to she goes to she goes to the Boscara, Sidabosa, Sambosca, Shiragasa, Hombrandi goes to she goes to Sakara. Tony Brook, girl at the church, investors. Which could go to she goes to she goes to she goes to she goes to Which could go to she goes to she goes to she goes to Which goes to she goes to she goes to she goes to Umboscara, Sambosca, Shiragasa, Sargosa, Hombosca, Sakara. Train area, Rombosca to go say she to go say she go say she go saga, Rombosca to go say she to go say she go say she go saga, Rombosca to go say she to go say she go say she go saga, Rombosca to go say she to go say she go saga, Rombosca to go saga, Sabosca to Gandaka, Rombosca, Sakara, Train area, Eddie Stam, Stan Washington, Sean Stephen and David, Rombosca to go say she to go say she go saga, Rombosca to go say she to go say she go saga, Rombosca to go say she to go say she go saga, Ambassadors. Which could go say she goes, 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 she goes,
Okay, let me go over this. Roll, wide, pair, lap, bump, lap, trump, pam, tone, these, steal, down, stand, Eddie, Trey, Sean, Beth, Tony, girl, Bob, Mel, Rick, Andre, Mitch, Eric, Matt, okay. Mark Gully in church. Who's going to go say, should go say, should go say, should go start out? Who's going to go say, should go say, should go say, should go start out? Who's going to say, should go say, should go start out? Start out from Buscar, Sandraska, Sakara. Drinking family. Who's going to go say, should go say, should go say, should go say, should go saga? Who's going to go say, should go say, should go say, should go saga? Who's going to say, should go say, should go say, should go saga? Umbroska, should go say, should go say, should go saga? From Buscar, Sakara. Um Betty, who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Or a basta, sarandaska, so bosque, shiragosa, umboska, sakara. Harvey, who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna say she go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna say she go saga, so saga, so the casa, sakara. Ergen Lavinia, well, just Lavinia now. Who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna say she go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna say she go say she go say she go saga? Obaka, Sarande, she go saga, Sakara. Ross, you're gonna go under the go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Sakara. Uh, myself, who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna say she go say she go say she go saga? A saga, some both cross, sakra. Okay, myself, pass mark. And everybody else on this little bus gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Rumbo go say she go say she go say she go saga? Rumbo go say she go say she go saga? Sakra. Okay. All right, that's good. That's good. Um, Illuminati. Booski did it. Kumbraska did it. Kusijis did it. Kumbuskra and this. Kumbuskra and Daka. Booski did it. Kumbuskra and Raska did it. Kusijis. Kuskra Kumbuskra and Raska did it. Kusijis did it. Kusaraga. Kumbuskra Kusijis did it. Kusaraga and did it. Kusijis did it. Kusaraga. Kumbuskra Kusijis did it. Kusaraga. Kumbuskra Kusijis did it. Kusaraga. 
Bea worship. Yanir Gosechi, 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 Rambo Kutke, hey, yes, the seminator can do both destroy Yerakandaka. Fall down, Shiraka. Amen. Crack house. What a gossip, 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 Crack out satanic after school program. Push the negotiation to go station 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 to go to go station to all righty. Hmm. Okay, um, what am I looking for? There we go. This does not give me a lot of I thought I was on there, but maybe I wasn't. <sighs> okay, that's not, oh, that's why that's looking like that. Okay, uh, welcome to the course. Uh, pray for. I want you. Okay, here we go. Um, 
Okay, Father God, what am I trying to do? Uh, trying to. Would you would you let me on here? I don't want none of that. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to um sit and shut in. Hold up, I'm gonna go say she's gonna go say she's gonna start out, suck it out. The season house was which could go say she go say she go sulaga, sacranda, so go say that's what I want right there. O boski to go say she go sulaga, some boski to go taka, or a boski to go say she go sulaga, or a boski to go say she go sulaga, and let her go say she go sulaga, and bora nego say she disco to go boskaga, sindisco to go disco to go disco to go disco to go boska, some brand to go say she go sulaga, or a boski to go say she go sulaga.
Uh, you know what? You're making me mad. Ah. Okay, I'm gonna just do it like that, but I don't know. All right, so what was that? Chicken shut, deceased and hostage. Okay, well, the season was Second Pressure to me in the family. Okay, let me get off of this. Unsafe, taking shade on the view of addiction, the season has pressure to me in the family. The day's family. Okay, you're making me mad. Get off of it. Get off of it. Nah, come on, come on. Oh, yeah, shot, the season has abuse addiction, pressure management, and unsafe. What else we got? Um, pressure management, families, unsafe. Prisons and missionaries, Rondo, Cascarico, Dedico, Sishigo, Sishigo, Saga, Rondo, Cascarico, Sishigo, Sishigo, Saga, Rondo, Cascarico, Sishigo, Sishigo, Saga, Rondo, Sishigo, Sishigo, Saga, Sakara. Ah, uh, Congress Church. Welcome to the Karakul Sadaka. I guess it's all of them. Unsafe. C. 
These announcements, okay. What do I want next? Walk and what you're supposed to walk in. So, walking in the realm of the supernatural. Who's going to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to saga? Who's going to go say she to go say she to go say she to saga? Who's going to say she to go say she to go say she to saga? Who's going to say she to go say she to go saga? From what's going to go say she to go say she to saga? From Brandica, so the go say she to go saga. All right. Grace, mercy, and favor. Who's going to go say she go say she go saga? Who's going to go say she go say she go say she go saga? Or both going to go saga 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 saga? And both going to go saga saga and this going to go say she go saga? And both going to go saga 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 saga? Okay, I guess that's everything. Okay, 
Grace, mercy, and favor. Walking around to the natural grace, Mr. Favorite, now going to stand him. Ability to persevere to the end. What's going to go say, she's going to go say, she's going to 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 say, she's Alrighty. Okay, that's all of this. All right, uh, this is everything. Anybody got anything? I've done all of this. Okay. Have a blessed one. I hate to see that happen. It looks like hard to believe.